Coming to you live this morning from the Mushroom Kingdom, WKBAG Studios, Wario, K. Rule, Bowser, Andros Gannon. This is Video Games at Comedy Show. My name is Jeremy Schmidt, and uh, it is a... <sighs> Sun's out. Guns out. Guns out. <laughs> a nice 75 degrees outside, Mushroom Kingdom. Uh, traffic's light. It's it's a three-day weekend, so, mm-hmm. so, so traffic is light. If you wanted to go out and do some chores right now, we recommend... Now being a good time. Uh, get those purple coins out of your yard. Get those purple coins out of your yard. Uh, toss, Hide those nice for Mario. Um, and uh, if you see a Koopa, say something. If you see something, say something about a Koopa. We have a great show lined up for you today. It's all going to be Sekiro-centered. So Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, the new From Software game. But we're going to get into that a little bit later into our main event for now. Let me introduce uh, two members of the Zoo Tycoon crew coming at you hotter than ever and i do mean looks wise michael mccaller yeah i'm sexy in my face damn it <laughs> god damn it i gotta adjust the noise thing on here i i for some reason my sound effects board will only play correctly through this reg if i put all the volume to the right hand side of the mm. so now Wait, so now... Don't you worry, girly. It'll play correctly. There it is. Yay. And to his right. <laughs> um, one of the best in the game. And by the game, I mean the game of games. The game of video games. Michael Hearn. That's about right. Michael Hearn, we're about to kill some arms. How's it going, buddy? Doing good. Sun's out. Samurai man buns out. <laughs> Samurai man buns out. God damn it if that's not real. Uh, later in the show, we will be replacing uh, Michael McCaller with Alec Robbins. And when that happens, I'll play his sound effects so everyone's <laughs> on the same page. No one's yeah. confused. Uh, but in the meantime, we're going to get into a little, hey, what you been playing, guys? Mm-hmm. Let's start with Hearn because, oh, Hearn, boy. we haven't seen heard from you. We haven't heard from you. You haven't heard <laughs> From you in a while. Hide or sight from me. Um, well, I've been just going through some backlog despite also getting Satiro. Um, I 100%ed Spider-Man, including all the DLC. Very so nice. Wow. Very nice. A big old nerd. Yeah. And, How'd you feel about the DLC? I'm very lukewarm on yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not very plus. The first one was all right, but then the second one, they started introducing a lot of stuff I didn't care for, and then it was all kind of the same missions. And yeah, it kind of is just more of the side stuff, which hit a very hit or miss, especially the middle one I thought was the lamest one. But I did it anyway. I bought it on sale. I beat it all. I yeah. Did, I beat the new game plus, which honestly I was kind of dreading I was going to do after doing all the DLC. Mm-hmm. Turns out the campaign's still good. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's still varied. Like the missions are pretty cool and it's just all the side stuff like jam packed in one row feels a little rough. Yeah. So I wouldn't recommend anyone play it that way. <laughs> I feel like Spider-Man is the Reese's peanut butter cup of video games. Like mm-hmm, it's yeah. delicious. It's amazing. The best at what it does. But you play that too much, you're going to get sick. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That that take didn't go where I thought it was going to yeah, go. I know. I was like, <laughs> but it but it did go I should have predicted that that's where I was going to go, actually. Because you're was, right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. If you eat too much of it, you will get sick. I thought it was going to be like structurally like, yeah. yeah, the middle part's <laughs> all good. The rim is good, but you have to like bite in with the middle to mix it up or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. You don't eat it in one bite, yeah. yes. you'll feel like an idiot. Yeah. yeah. 
there you do. <laughs> it is one of those candies like Oreos that is really kind of hard to bite and then like deal with what you've done now <laughs> after you've <laughs> what bitten have it. You done? What have I done? Um, yeah, I thought the first DLC was great. Yeah. And then the third one was okay. And the second one was didn't need to be anything. Yeah. The fact, the thought that someone paid money for it actually mm, makes me upset. Yeah. Uh, even though it's probably only like five bucks, six bucks, something like it's that. It's like 10 bucks a pop. <sighs> but I got it all so free that's on $30 sale. total? Well, actually, it's like the DLC pad, like the season oh. pad version is like 25 And then mm. I got it on sale for like eight bucks off. So I but. bought Spider-Man for... Sixty nine ninety nine, as opposed to fifty nine, and that gave me like the I see all the DLCs for it ahead of time. Yeah, but if I would have been tasked to buy it, I would have been kind of upset because, like, here's how you do DLC for Spider Man. It's easy. Yeah. Every DLC is centered around a different character yeah. that you haven't exactly. seen in the campaign. Yes, that's so easy. And the first one nailed it. It's yeah. Black Cat, and you hadn't seen her before, and she's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And then the second one. They didn't really do anything. It was called Turf Wars, and it was just yeah. a lot They'd of They'd already stuff. introduced Hammerhead, right? Yeah. And so. was the third one Silver Sable? I yeah. feel like I remember reading that Silver Sable came back. The least interesting character. And yeah. honestly, Spider-Man has... Uh, there's no gradient from interesting characters. Right, there are the right. best, uh, most amazing <laughs> characters, and then there's the man who puts on a rhinoceros suit and charges at you. Who like, is the <laughs> most amazing. Yeah, exactly. and right, nothing. I went from worst to best. <laughs> yeah, But yeah, Silver Sable is like dull. She's just yeah. like a person who... Well, she's just a person. Yeah. 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 Who has an annoyance with Spider-Man. Yeah, and she has an axe to grind with her like people. Like, they... Yeah. I, it... Don't bring her back is all no. I'm saying. Yeah, you're Never bring her back. Too late. She should have been Mysterio. Ah, uh, put Mysterio in. Remember put, in put, Spider-Man 2 for PlayStation yeah. 2 when you fought Mysterio? That's great. Do you guys remember this? Stuff. He just punched him once and his health <laughs> bar went all the way down. <laughs> He's the main villain in the next Spider-Man movie. How That's is that so going to awesome. be a, an entire film? Have you seen that trailer? Out. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, with Jake Gyllenhaal? Mm-hmm. Come on. He's perfect. That's great. <laughs> Who's ready? I love Spider-Man. Hearn? Right. You ready? <laughs> Oh, I'm ready for some Jake Dylan Hall up in there. <laughs> um, uh, McCaller, lay it on us, dude. Well, okay. Obviously, the only game I play anymore is Resident Evil 2. Right, obviously. Um, I did start getting into um, Tetris 99. Okay. Yeah. okay. I'm Better late very than bad at it. Yeah, sure. Um, I have gotten up to like fourth place. I was like really like excited, but I don't know. I don't understand how somebody would win that game. I don't quite understand the like attack version. Right. Like I'm using my stick that. to rotate. Yeah. I don't get that. And then the other game I've been playing a little bit that I hopped back into, uh, Halo Five. Awesome. I'm a. <laughs> I, I play a SWAT mode online. Yeah, and uh, it's one shot kills, like or one headshot kills, and you get mm. assault rifles and pistols, and it's very satisfying. That it's sounds so awesome. fast, and uh, like that's my multiplayer jam. I love Halo multiplayer so much, and better than Destiny. Can... Yes. Wow. Well, like I do like PvP, and Destiny has like so many options right mm-hmm. like i have i kind of get stuck with my gun that i like but like halo everybody has the same gun mm. it's, in swap mode they all have the same gun you instantly kill them it just feels so like visceral yeah. and almost primal like i love swap <laughs> mode yeah. 
I feel like Destiny is maybe lacking a lot of fun games like that. Hmm. Does Destiny have options like that where it's like I don't? I've never turned on the PvP for Destiny. I, my experience with Destiny Two, if I remember correctly, was that it had a lot of game types, mm. but it didn't have anything that changed the core gameplay a lot. Okay. There's a lot of like King of the Hill turf oh, war. Oh, there kind is of stuff. stuff like that. There is some of that, but like. What is interesting, and maybe it's just that, like, this is specifically the mode that works for me. Like, what's interesting about Halo 5's SWAT mode is that, like, it changes the game. It's Mm. like, if you see somebody and you are precise, you kill them. Right. And it just feels so, like, fast. Like, it's almost how my brain has remembered Goldeneye. Like, I felt like there were one-shot kills like if golden you hit gun, the head. If you turn yeah. on yeah. golden gun, that was one shot kill. And that just feels so like, it's like the, the Halo gameplay. I remember hearing developers talk about how it's like 30 seconds of fun, right? Mm. And then they're just repeating that loop over and over. Yeah. This like makes that 30 seconds, it, it distills it into like two seconds. It just makes like the graph of fun to like looking for somebody and finding fun again. It's like so sharp. It's yeah. just like instantly you see somebody and it's like a huge fight and it lasts 0.5 seconds and That's then you're great. back into it. Like it instantly loads you back up. There's no waiting. Mm. Uh, it's very satisfying. It's very That's quick. That sounds like a lot of fun. Is Halo 5 a good game in general? Yes. Okay. Uh, multiplayer wise. The Not story s- the single? The player? story is like offensively bad. Oh, okay, nice. It like is an affront. Four was it as was four better? I didn't get through four. Yeah. I've heard four is good. Four like is um Four is post direct- Bungie, right? Yes. Bungie stopped it. Yeah. I've heard I four is they good. Reach. Did they do Reach? Bungie did Reach, yeah. yeah. But Reach is pre three? No. Or is it post three? Post three. And three is 360, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And Reach is 360. And Reach. Yes. Four is 360. And four is 360. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. The Halo stories kind of lost me after yeah. two. Sure. But five is just like not even fun to play. Yeah. You play as somebody else. You don't play <laughs> like, as the fact that you're not the Master Chief, like, <laughs> you're is not offensive. you. Yeah. <laughs> Your Miles Morales. Your Miles Morales. <laughs> you're playing through that. It's yeah, just the Miles stealth Morales section. Yeah. Like, what the? <laughs> He's not as good at guns. Yeah. Ugh, um, that's great. And famously, not playing Sekiro right now, as as we will find out later yeah, in the no, show when we switch it. to that, <laughs> it'll be uh, a non McCaller segment. Um, so uh, it goes without saying, Sekiro Game of the Year 2019 uh, has already come out. I've been playing the shit out of that, but here's what I've been playing that's not that because we'll obviously get to Sekiro later. Uh, I I got PS Now. I can't stop talking about it. That's all I. That's really all I. Can't. That's all I talk about. They really can't, listeners. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> guys i believe it's nine yeah it's when mortal kombat sort of rebooted Mm -hmm. yeah i never played it on last gen consoles but i edition with a k complete with a k yes they love they love using k's and boy if they ever get to three we're done we're over the series is over (laughs) they can't do it yeah yeah they get canceled mortal kombat is amazing it's amazing i mean have you guys played through Mortal Kombat 9 or X? I played X a little bit. X a little, a little bit? bit yeah. Nine. It was pretty cool. Yeah. I think that the way that that team marries story and fighting games... Beautiful. It's the only yeah. way the you should do that, right? Mm-hmm. It makes me actually... I'm able to play fighting games alone, mm-hmm. which is kind of hard to do in almost any other capacity. If you're If you don't have a great story mode... 
then I'm just playing like the arcade mode on on it, or I'm just playing against like a computer constantly or online, which is famously terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm. Uh, it's not like a great more. It's not a great story, but for the time, I think it was kind of cool and kitsch. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly violent, and this one has all of your favorites in it. It's got the whole main cast from the very first Mortal, very first three Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. games. Uh, including Goro, like I'm, I'm stuck on Goro right now, and that just feels nice to me in yeah. my 30s. That I'm right now. What are you doing, Jeremy? Oh, I'm stuck on Goro. It's like, am I in the Twilight Zone? Does life <laughs> never change for me? Am I always stuck on Goro? Uh, so I've been playing that in tandem. My 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 Switch right now, guys. I I got a hot take. Oh boy, my mm. Switch is. It's a nightmare mm. of. What am I doing on this thing? Mm. I can't commit. Mm. I can't commit to one oh game I'm playing on that thing. For some reason, I'm paralyzed when I open my Switch up. Like, well, I, you know, I'm pretty much all the way through Captain Toad. Like, I beat the main story in that. I'm only on like the good DLC levels. But I also got Starlink here. That's kind of open. I'm playing mm-hmm. S- you know, some NES games over here. And I've got like too much going on in that thing. And I look at my backlog and it's like, oh yeah, I forgot I bought Cave Story and Minute and Iconoclast <laughs> and Final Fantasy IX. And like, oh, every single one of these experiences is like a 40 plus hour thing. I can't, I'm a freaking out. Hmm. Your Switch dance card is full. Does anyone we else feel a, sw- a Switch paralysis? I've felt that way for months. I haven't <laughs> bought a game in so long yeah. and I just don't play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, SteamWorld Dig 2. Like, I saw one. you were playing that the other day. I opened it up oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and had it open. And it's just like, that I know is going to be my game of the year. Whenever, oh, sure. sure. It. Did like, you like SteamWorld Dig 1? I, I never played it. Oh, okay. But just like everything I've heard about, I did play it just like a little bit when it first came out yeah. and I bought it. Like, it's a Metroidvania. It looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. The way I've heard like my favorite video game uh commentators talk about it i know that's going to be the best game i've ever played mm. i've not gotten past the second level right, right. i don't know if they, i, I haven't played enough of that game to know if it has levels levels sure i have yeah. no idea how far i gotten it i played through steam world dig one and beat that mm. i really like that game yeah dig two is even better oh i bet it's more expansive i also really liked heist but that's such a weird offside one it's like Half Etsukami, half 2D shooter, visits based. That's a SteamWorld dig game, right? Heist? It's SteamWorld Heist? It's, yeah, SteamWorld is still in the same universe, but Heist is like, I don't know, the Stranger's Wrath of it, maybe? It's okay, all right, yeah. It's like, an, it's, it's strategy, but it's 2D shooting, but it's, I hope yeah. Stranger's Wrath becomes its own genre, <laughs> like <would> Souls be. <laughs> has become. What is the Stranger's Wrath? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, so I'm kind of like, you know, I, I Switch is kind of like, because I'm playing through Sekiro right now, and when I'm not playing through Sekiro, I'm kind of like doing a little Mortal Kombat, doing a little Destiny 2. Switch is kind of like I'm high and I'm in bed, and I want to just play a simple thing to mm. relax my mind to go to sleep. And I kind of just, I, I've done it twice now where I just stare at the home screen and I look at all my icons, mm-hmm. and it looks so beautiful. Like there's <laughs> so many things I can do, and I get exhausted and I just go to sleep before I even click play i mean it sounds like it's doing its job it is doing its job the home menu i really paid for a home (laughs) menu with that thing but i think that there's there is something too like i also haven't bought a game in a while like i bought sekiro when it came out but i i haven't bought like i used to habitually just buy games on sale two things that helped me with that one is i stopped following 
where I turn notifications off on my one Twitter guy who gives Mario me 64. Mario 64. And uh, yeah, that fucking guy. <laughs> I've s- thousands of dollars. I just am, oh I'm in the in the. Did you remind me? Floor. Kingdom Hearts Free is on sale. I'm like, no. Yes, I know exactly. And Stop it, it. And that is something that I it would hook me. I would yeah. I would buy Kingdom Hearts. Free. Oh, what? It's it's three dollars off. Right. Well, when is it ever going to be three dollars <laughs> off again? You know. Uh, but uh, oh, my last thing though is I have been pulling out the 3ds again. Hmm. And <laughs> we both were just like, there's new evidence in the JFK assassination. Yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. Both of our monocles just fell off. <laughs> <laughs> and what I've been playing and what's perfect for laying in bed, just blowing through a couple levels of, cause you're a little, you're a little high. Girlfriend's got queer eye going on in the background. It's very, it's a peaceful, serene situation. I also yeah. got a dog now. Dog is laying on the floor. Mm-hmm. Little Mario 3d land. Oh yeah. yeah. Already played it. Like, I already played it to the point when I first turned it on and I went back to my old save. It was like all of the worlds and all of the special worlds, all the coins, everything mm-hmm. done. I like comp- I beat the shit out of it. So I just started up a new save. And I'm just going through the game because I don't, at this point don't remember it. It was like mm-hmm. 2013 yeah. or 14 when last time I turned it on. So that's been pretty <laughs> delightful. Can I tell you my Mario 3D Land experience? Yes. Uh Back at an old apartment of mine, I had bed bugs, <laughs> and I had to wash all of my clothes and all of my bed sheets and every cloth thing I ever owned, <laughs> and so I was just like, the whole day is devoted to laundry, and so I went to GameStop and bought a used 3DS and a used Mario 3D Land and went to the laundromat and spent the entire day there just washing everything and played Mario 3D Land. And then once the laundry was done, I went to GameStop and returned it. Oh, <laughs> and, wow. And uh, went home. Damn. I can't believe you returned it. How did you let go of a Mario time? Well, I knew I couldn't afford it. Oh, gotcha. Like, that was... That's very... That's I love... That's a very chic, clean... <laughs> Clean way to operate. Um, Mario 3D Land is... It's so good. It's so it's good. Excellent, yeah. It's excellent. Hey, you've played it now, right? At this yeah, point? I, I told you guys I bought you it when I would sell at Target right. for like five bucks. And yeah, I completed it completely. It was oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah, it is great. Especially when you're doing those levels where you're having to jump from high places down far, yes. far down. And you have the 3D turned on and you're like trying to hit coins and rings all the way down. It really makes you feel like you're in a very big place. And you have like the Tanuki suit, right? So you're kind of like kicking your cute little Mario legs as you fall. Yes, exactly. And if you're Luigi, I think you can do the actual Tanuki stone statue stomp Mm. thing. Wait, what? Yeah. I didn't know that. So you know how in Mario 3, there's like the two suits. There's Mm -hmm. the raccoon suit and then the Tanuki suit proper. Right. Uh... Yeah, maybe you can get the Tanuki suit for Mario and do that too. But it's like, but it's like that. Yeah, that down B in Mario three was like the first time we ever saw him st- crush, like stomp something. Mm-hmm. That's the first time we oh, saw Mario sure. crush, crush. Yeah, <laughs> and he did crush. Um, but yeah, it's it's just it's uh it's a delightful experience. I'm excited to go through that again. It's fun to revisit something when you have so when I have so many options because I'm blessed and privileged. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, I I have like paralysis of choice. I, I sometimes it's too much to be like, you know, do I turn on a new like Zelda game right now to go back to a thing that you know you mm. kind of know, but it's it's so familiar, but you just haven't seen it in a while. An old friend, 
feels pretty good. It also feels like you're giving the middle finger to the entire stack of games <laughs> you have on your shelf. You're like, fuck you guys. Like they did anything wrong, but like I bought them all, but I'm like, fuck you near automatica. <laughs> yeah. And also like your student loan providers. Cause yeah. you like skipped your payment oh, to buy yeah. all those games. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 You know, one of these payments is three near automatica. That's how I think about it now. <laughs> Let's talk about the news. Fuck. I'm going to get this right eventually. <laughs> God damn it. That It would have been perfect, though, if I was just like, let's talk about the news and then hit it. It, it was uh, great. All right. We got some new releases. Yoshi's Crafted World Ooh. released today. That is such a when it goes on sale <laughs> kind of game. <laughs> Hold on one second. I'm going to turn on the light button. We're just ominously talking about video games in yeah, the dark. In the dark. <laughs> Yoshi's Crafted World. Yoshi's Crafted World. What do y'all think of this? Um, Yoshi's Crafted World played the demo. Yeah. Did anyone else play the demo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you guys think of that demo? It's fun uh, and cute. It's all right. Yeah. I am. Here's a. I'm, I'm gonna throw out another hot take to you guys. See what you guys mm. think about this. Stop making Yoshi and Kirby your scapegoat for making baby ass, <laughs> uh, boring games. Hmm. How do you guys feel about this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I agree with you, especially on Yoshi, because. Yoshi had the not baby game. Mm-hmm. He had Super Mario World 2, where yeah. it's like, you're not a baby if you're playing this. You're protecting the baby. And you're and it's hard. Yeah. Dude, you're that a grown-ass is... man with responsibilities. Yeah. <laughs> the only game that featured a baby is the one that's yeah. not for babies? Yes, yes exactly. I, I like that they have these kind of like chill, relaxed, like not stressful games mm. that are going on. I do get the, the idea that like, I think people want... Or rather, the people who grew up with Mario World 2 want that sequel to that. And all they've gotten are these astoundingly easy games. Yeah, And that's too bad. Uh, and I do get that. But, like, I don't know. I do like the idea of Nintendo's portfolio being wide enough to have the kind of game that I can just kick back and throw eggs at Shy Guys. Yeah, but I can kick back with Mario Odyssey. But there's also a real game in there, too. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, or Captain Toad's actually another good example of, like, this game is easy as fuck unless. Mm. Like, what what I love about Nintendo is they always have these layers to their games. You can just run through the level and beat it if you want. Or you can find all the coins. Mm -hmm. And that's that's where, like, some of the challenge is. And to Captain Toad's like that, like they have all these like kind of cool challenges hidden inside if you yeah. want, or you can just go through and like find the star. Mm. Yoshi, like I want that with like Kirby and Yoshi where it's like, but these games are like, I was playing that demo and I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> this is, this is not, this is a crime. <laughs> You've made a crime. You are, you are robbing people. This is you know what crimes are. Yes, <laughs> it's when, when you, somebody is. It's when you trick me, murdered or stolen <laughs> no, from. No, it's when you trick me, and I think something's gonna be hard, and it's not. No, but like, see, I, I did want like, I think you could have some depth there to your Yoshi, mm. and still, but still, and it, or and still have it for babies also. Maybe I don't know. No, I. Uh, that's actually a good point. Like, I, you're right. I hadn't considered like. Mario Odyssey has a ton of moons that you like you can run through that game and yeah. just get moons that are sitting out that somebody forgot about. <laughs> Whoops, trapped them in. <laughs> but you're right, there's no there's nothing deeper to a Yoshi or Kirby game. Exactly. It is what it is. Exactly. Yeah, no no no. I, I, I feel 
I, I, I feel like, especially since I, I just, I just listened to this giant retrospective on Super Mario World 2 and like Yoshi's Island and like exactly how deep and amazing and fun and cool and hard that game was to make and how beautiful it is and how much of like a, of uh, a, uh, like a dice roll, just like that art style was mm. at the time and like how much of a reaction it was like to Donkey Kong Country of all <laughs> things, them being like, no, like. we'll tell you what you want. You think you want Donkey Kong Country? You don't. You want this. Trust us. Like, this is fake. This is awesome. And, uh, and then, yeah, then you look at Yoshi's Crafted World and I'm like, and maybe I'm wrong. It's getting pretty high scores on Metacritic. So I'm like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there is a deeper game in there. I just haven't, I just haven't played it, obviously. All right. We have breaking news. A member of the Zoo Tycoon crew just came crashing through the ceiling in his fucking hovercraft do you have a sound effect for this yes obviously it happens uh the sound effect effect i'm choosing for the hovercraft is we have alec robbins in the house how you doing buddy i'm doing great Uh, i'm shadow the hedgehog god damn it now i am the most powerful hedgehog in the world (laughs) he was what he was (laughs) i wanna i wanna put my (laughs) I want to put my day into context. Right <laughs> Was it shadow centric? <laughs> no, I've, I'm three seconds in the door and I'm already sitting down and hearing this shadow yeah, sound. Uh-huh. Clip. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You. Yeah. We haven't even hugged or said even a formal We've hello. Barely yet. said hello. Yeah. Uh, I, How are you though? I'm it's good. good to see you. I'm glad you're here for two reasons. One, because I never get to see you and I love you so deeply. But then the second reason, I never get to hear the sound effect. Yeah. Okay. I get it. <laughs> it's always great when I get to hear like like Mikey Stevens is another person who I never get to hear a sound effect. But we're just gonna play Let's it play right it. now. Let's hear it. Ready? Let's hear it. <sighs> Your face, <laughs> little Red Dead too, huh? That's, that's good. Yeah, and then some people like uh, like like Andrew Martin. I don't know if I'll ever hear it again. So the two things I knew about him was <laughs> what, that he what game is that he lo- he loves Into the Breach. Oh, and the second thing I knew about him is his name was Martin. <laughs> so I just. Really place. smash Very those good. two what things. Great together. energy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, did you say what a great show? Yeah, the theme song was just <laughs> the people shouting the word Martin. Yeah. Martin. <laughs> it was. It, it's like a hell of a theme song, actually. No, no lie. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, let's catch the listeners up on uh, Alec real quick. Oh yeah, sure. Because <laughs> we all went around and did it. What have you been playing? Uh, what? Oh man. Uh, I mean. I think we're going to talk about it this episode, but yeah. I'm, so uh, what me and Hearn did was like yeah. anything minus Sekiro. All right, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, I mean, I play Smash Bros. every day. Still. Okay, every day. Yeah. That's I, wild. It's awesome. Well, it's I live next door to my old college roommate, and so we've just oh, no. regressed back into <laughs> like he'll come over at any time of day that I, he knows I'm home, and we'll just get the controllers out and keeping each other young. Start, yeah. So I'm I'm still doing that. That's great. So any what any else? any smash updates you want to throw throw the podcast away? Smash updates. Like what have you have you <laughs> noticed anything about it in your recent couple weeks of playing it? Anything any new tactics you oh, want to no, share? Oh no, I'm pretty I'm pretty uh like you like <laughs> that piranha plant? When you... I love the piranha plant. I, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I'm Joker's coming out soon. Mm-hmm. I'm a Persona when? guy now. April, Next month. They said April. What is it? March 29th. So They did say April. Could be in 2 days, could be in 30 something days. My guess would be 30 two days yeah Jeez. probably the last day of <laughs> april they're gonna squeeze it right feels in like the way we're right. you don't think april 1st for april fools oh because of joker Ooh. that would yeah, be you funny. can't put that out but you could put it out but nobody would believe you it's a uh, it's a mess you gotta skip yeah, that day just yeah. to the persona yeah. people 
would be pissed. <laughs> yeah, particularly yeah. they would be pissed. They're but not doing well anymore. Anyway. Are you a Persona guy as of recently? Or as of recently? Uh, I, well, so I borrowed a Vita to play Persona Four like last year, and uh, loved it. And then I bought Persona Five, and like it was sitting on my PS4 for like a while until they announced the mm. the Joker add-on to Smash. And I was like, I don't, I want to care about this character, but I don't yet. And I want to play that game, and that'll fix both those problems. Mm. So I just Hang played. Up. Yeah. Are you done with it? No, no, no. Is Joker the main character? Yeah. Okay. You're not the bad guy? He's the player character. No, you're thinking of Batman. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am thinking of Batman. Yeah. yeah. I have almost bought Persona 5 so many times. Can it's I, a game that's right up my alley. You would but, love it, and yeah. it is, I, I got to say, even if you don't like the game at all, it is True. the slickest looking game I've ever played. The, yeah. Even down to the menus, everyone already already talks about that. The music, like, I yeah, know, is great. I, I play the music already, and I haven't played the game. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's good. I uh, Atlas Games in general is a company that Ooh. I've almost never played any Atlas game, and Speaking I know they're news, all... Yeah. They're in hot water. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <gasps> oh, no. Did they get yeah. me too'd? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, like, no, obviously, <laughs> but you're not that far off. Really? Well, oh, no, you are, but, like, also it's the same wheelhouse. It's gotcha. insensitivity, and it's, oh. uh, well, uh, uh, Japan has a bad track record with uh, being transphobic, or a good track oh, record. Oh, yeah. I think I know they're about they're a 10 bit for 10. Oh, they're 10, yeah. yeah. Every um, Persona game, including 5, has had transphobic yes, uh, undertones, uh, if, if not just full-on outright transphobia. Yeah, there's, like a f- there's always something in those games that just kind of sneaks up on you, because sure. the themes of them are usually very progressive, and then you're like kind of caught off guard when someone's like homophobic or... There's a there's some trans or a cross dressing scene where yeah. you have to get through a mission by I dressing mean, up like even, an opposite gender. Even Breath of the Wild had that. I heard a ex I heard a kind of an expose on that recently, mm-hmm. which was sort of compelling. I it I'm I'm so dumb white male that I didn't even register with me in Breath of the Wild oh. that that was sort of. I'm also dumb white male, but I was very nervous during that sequence. And oh I, yeah, I didn't. Well, you're super woke, famously. I'm famously yeah. very awake. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And you're famously not oh a, oh yeah. Uh, yeah I'm I'm famously <laughs> he sleeps a lot yeah 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 I'm, a, yeah I'm I'm famously uh, out there on the front lines uh, no I'm I'm nothing I don't know I'm just taking I'm down just some idiot who's reading stuff online and trying to uh, yeah people were also like going back and forth on like Zelda's character in the game and like whether or not mm. we found that problematic some people actually had really good arguments for no she's like super badass and cool and like. Just because we saw her stressed out doesn't mean we saw her as weak. But then other people were like, well, why couldn't she just come in at the end and save everything? Why does she have right. to give a link? The bu-? You know, I mean, there's... I mean, we also every, don't yeah. see her yeah. throughout the game. Like, she just doesn't exist. But in, she's in, doing like, the most lines. badass thing anyone does in the game for the whole time you don't see her off camera. Mm-hmm. She's holding Ganon back for a hundred years with Goku powers. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Not only are you not woke, you don't know what Dragon Ball is. I'm sorry, Dragon <laughs> what? Uh-huh. No, uh, I was no, I was gonna say like that's it's a hard thing to uh, even like discuss because it's deeply rooted in like something from the '80s, which was just save the princess. Mm-hmm. And I think Nintendo has been struggling with that setup in both Mario and Zelda for the last few decades. Like yeah. you're seeing them like attempt to salvage this broken, outdated trope, <laughs> and to varying degrees of success. Yeah. Like, well, and I was talking to my girlfriend about it in the car, and it was like. Why haven't we seen just a Zelda game? Mm-hmm. I would love to play a Zelda game. That well, sounds especially amazing. now that we've like removed the 
like narrative component of like this character is like Wind Waker was about like right. you have to play the hero of time. Like now that we're kind of building our own character, like just give us the option Link or Zelda. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem hard. Yeah, they're kind of they've already since those character models are almost identical. (laughs) Come on, just do it. And they're proving they're willing to shake stuff up. Like, yeah. Well, what's weird is like Wind Waker. You have this really different Zelda for most of the game, and then the second she spoiler alert reverts back into the traditional Zelda, she becomes useless again. And by useless, I mean she loses all agency. Mm -hmm. Like she gets shoved away and gets kidnapped the second she's revealed as Zelda. And then in Ocarina of Time. She is hidden as Sheik for a good portion of the game. The second that outfit comes off, the second she reveals who she is, she gets kidnapped again. So it's like there's they, they do some really interesting stuff and then like futs it up. Yeah. But what I think Spirit Tracks is the game where she is teamed up with Link almost the whole game. I mm. I don't. What game remember. is Tetra from? Is that that's Wind Waker? That's Wind Waker. Yeah. But is that also Spirit Tracks? No, no, she's. Uh, what's weird is those are all in the same timeline, but they jump ahead pretty far. A year. But they share characters. I think. Right? I think Phantom Hourglass has Tetra, and it adds this character named Lineback. Yeah. And then Spirit Tracks has like an ancestor of Lineback, yeah. and it's they're on trains now. It's the train Zelda. It's this a, is kind of an aside, but uh, yeah. have you guys ever tried to play a DS game on your Wii U? It's yes, fucked. It's up. really not. It's really not possible. <laughs> it is <laughs> fucked up. I was trying to play Spirit Tracks on my Wii U because I bought that and Phantom Hourglass. Yeah. I'm like, oh hell yeah! Are you mm-hmm. kidding? And then you look at it, and you're like, ah! It's like it's like it's like offensive to your eyes. There's three or four <laughs> options that they give you, and none of them are playable. The <laughs> only one that kind of works is turning your gamepad into a DS. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where you, you just, just turn it sideways. Flip it. Yeah, and that then sounds it's fun. Well, it's hard but to control. It's hard to control. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. the, the weird one is Yoshi's Island DS mm. has... So, you know, there's like an egg-throwing mechanic in Yoshi's Island, and you have to aim the egg with your trajectory, and there's little dotted lines so you can see. Well, the DS is two screens, so to compensate for that, the the screens don't actually like... It, right. They, they're accounting for the gap on the hinge. Yeah. So not only does that game not run as well on later models of the 3DS, or the DS, because... Uh, the hinge size change, changes, yeah. And your aiming starts to fall off. Mm. If you try that on, like, the Wii U, which they, they put that game on the Wii U. You can legally buy that. <laughs> like, they thought, that'll work. Yeah. You can't do it, because if you're looking at the gamepad and looking up at the screen, you just can't line up any of your egg shots. And so much of the game is... Dep- I, it's hard to explain. I'm mad about it. You should Google this. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I'm already well aware of this, because I've been... Yeah. Well, I've been emulating DS games for many a year, and that oh, is one really? of the biggest problems with them is that like, like when you're trying to do it on your computer monitor, it is just like two screens right up against each other, and right. they don't like that's not the way they were designed yeah. and developed. Mm-hmm. Early DS games were really struggling with that. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, the DS, hell of a system. Hell of a system. It's love that great. guy. Love that guy. Contra Four. Have you guys played Contra Four? I 4? actually love Contra Four. Yeah, it's that was great. fucking amazing. What a out it's, of nowhere. That was amazing. great. Yeah. yeah. But wait, sorry, but I, before we. Oh yeah. Know, we just didn't get to the the problem Atlas had. Oh yeah! Oh fuck! Yeah, 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 yeah. Atlas, we, we moved to Nintendo yeah. like everything does goes right to Nintendo. But yeah, what I, is it? I'm not super equipped to be talking about this, but yeah. could, uh, that game Catherine got a remake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I believe they there was already some problematic stuff in there with a with a character who we well, couldn't tell which one was which. Uh, he same cheated name. on his girlfriend. That was that's that's what you think is the. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. That's a good bit. I love it. <laughs> I'm on board. Yeah. And uh, no, what I was going to say is yeah. there's, mm-hmm. there's a whole sequence where I believe there's a there's a character who is trans or 
is portrayed that way, whether or not the character actually, whatever it is, yeah. they've added an extra storyline that like shows a good future where every character is happy and then they're not trans anymore in that future. Oh no. And there's a few other like insensitive things in there and now uh, people are <laughs> upset and I get wow. it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's, that's the news. Thumbs down. That's the news with Atlas. Oh yeah. boy. Uh, let's give Atlas one of these, huh? Uh, so now let's get uh, now we'll kind of just seamlessly transition into the rest of the news that we were talking about earlier. Right. Yoshi's Crafted World. Any hot takes? No, you're not going to buy it. None of us are either. We kind of talked about how uh, I'm upset that Nintendo keeps making baby games out of character like uh, franchises that I like a lot. Well, I love that. I just think this game looks like. Well, I, I, I do have an opinion, okay? Because I love Yoshi's Island is my favorite 2D Mario game. Mm. Okay, me too. Yeah, oh, hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, brother. Let's high five. We did. Except for... Um, what? <laughs> the other 2D Mario. Except for the other ones. I like those two. Well, I know. I like them too. My favorite's whatever one I played last. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, go on. Like Sorry. A, you know, like object permanence. Like if it disappears, <laughs> you're like a baby. It's like Wes Anderson uh, movies. God, I'm white. Uh, yes, correct. Um, me too. And I really like... All of the Yoshi games, uh, but like most of them suck, if that makes mm. any sense. Like you have Yoshi's Island. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yoshi's Island DS is like, okay, they added other characters. That's fun. And the game itself is really bad. Mm-hmm. And then there's like Yoshi's New Island, which is just, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. There's I, Yoshi's Story. How about Yoshi's, Yoshi's Story? Yoshi's Story is good. I kind of count that terri- outside it's, of it. It's so famously good. bad. It's so good. You can still talk into your mic, but I was just telling you to get your hands off well, it. Now I, we can't hear you. you just Yoshi's so you know. Story is famously My mic bad. Is weird. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Yoshi's Story for the Nintendo 64, it's famously like super, super easy. Like people, oh. people ran through that game uh, Six in like two hours. Well, but apparently there's a deeper game inside of yeah, that that's game. What I'm about to but say. they never tell you that in yeah, they the game. Do yes, they do. Well, I'm just, I'm <laughs> just, I'm just you repeating. Have to read the ruins. Yeah, I'm repeating. <laughs> yeah, if you, a, if you translate a, the secret languages. Yeah. No, you. That game has like a difficulty slider where there's like twelve or twenty-four levels, but you only get to see four in each run or something. Right. So mm. like. The better you do, the harder it gets. Right. So it scales according to kind of like Star Fox. Like if you beat it, it's in yeah. the harder way. You get to see the other cool levels, but you don't get to see them all in mm. one right yeah. go. It's I, built for more than one run. I honestly didn't know that. I liked the game without knowing. About oh, cool. I, I like that game a lot. It's hard to know it that. I, I, a lot of people don't didn't know that upon first right. couple playthroughs. And my point is, uh, this Yoshi is crafted world. Just looks like after Woolly World, mm-hmm. that was like the best Yoshi game since. Oh, that was good? That was so good. I didn't play that. Mm. And this one, I played the demo, and it feels like anyone who had any passion for Yoshi just left the room before they started. (laughs) (laughs) The people who loved crafts? The people who loved Michaels? Well, I don't even like it because it's less, it's like Yoshi's Woolly World had such a specific aesthetic. It It was wool. Like mm. that to me was better. Like this one's, they pulled it back. They're like, let's just make it any all crafts. And I'm yeah. like, you've already done that in like eight games. Come on, at least Woolly World was like everything's yarn. That was good. Kirby's Epic Yarn, same yeah. thing. Yarn and wool. That they felt like they were kind of friends with each other. Those two games. Mm-hmm. But I will say that like I didn't play Woolly World, but I did play uh, Epic Yarn. And Epic Yarn was the first game I remember playing and beating. Where I was like, that is too easy. I, this is ridiculous. Like this is for <laughs> babies. But like Nintendo, uh, we were talking about has. They always build in levels to their games where, like, you can just 
run through the level and get the star at the end if you want, or you can find all the coins. Right. Or you know what I mean? Like That's, there's yeah. there's like deeper uh, things happening in within these levels that make them it's nice accessibility layers. Yeah. So yeah. it's like it's like it's sort of like uh, what the uh, the Simpsons model. Is it funny for kids and adults? Both. Why not both? Yeah. Right. Bart, Bart gets choked, but also there's a really nice uh, hidden visual gag about the government. <laughs> Bart getting choked is hilarious. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah so I I guess uh, I'm not going to be probably buying it for full price. Mm-mm. It'll never go down. Yeah, so. That's not. They don't. They don't. That'll go it. down. You think so? Year and a half. I mean, it'll be a while, but like, All yeah, right. once that goes down. It also took 400 years to come out. Crafted World was like announced <laughs> two years ago. It's like, what took so long about that game? We know it. We And we knew it was going to be like stupid. Yeah. Like we knew yeah. it wasn't going to be that like. It was going to get an 80 on Metacritic no matter what happened. But like that 80 is, to me is like, I'm less interested when I see an 80 than I am when I see like a 40. I'm like, ooh, wait a minute. What's what so special that this one sucks? So yeah, much? yeah. What's so special? What did you guys about do? Yeah. Yoshi's also, Craft World was made in Unity. Did you hear that? Really? Yeah. Or is that, I feel, I'm going to Google that while we're talking. Okay. So uh, also, Chocobo Mystery Dungeon came out. Anybody uh, interested? Kind of interested. I'm interested. Yeah, I shouldn't. I, I should have phrased that differently. Has anyone played this or cared or is going to play it soon? Anyone no. excited about I it? Yeah. you're I'm right. So I am vaguely interested <laughs> in it too. Yeah, I'm so wrong. It's Unreal Engine. The Unreal ah, Engine, yeah. but, but it's still. I don't know why I thought you. That's what yeah. my brain went to when right. you said that. That's what right. I thought. Because that's said. that's what I thought I was saying. When yeah. I, said I did it. notice in the Craft World demo when Yoshi does meet up with a big daddy in it. I thought that was <laughs> very strange. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense though now that you know. Now that I know that was yeah. made in the Unreal Engine. Every Unreal game has a big daddy mm-hmm. in it somewhere <laughs> yeah just bioshock was made in it uh, <laughs> uh okay so uh big news that we didn't really get to cover last week because it was just me and, and mccaller on the show but we did briefly talk about and we can talk about at, at length here uh gdc announcements uh, including the big one which was mm-hmm. google oh fuck Stadia. Google stab I was saying stadia until someone's stadia. like it's plural of stadium which is not but I get it now yeah it's stadia right? I mean they did say it was I, I didn't think that's plural of stadium I didn't stadiums <laughs> I don't think that's the answer no it's stadiums I don't think so they could have called it Google stadiums that's what I'm saying but is stadia the plural of stadium they think it is. I'm just telling you the that I, they think it is. I think it is because they use their core competency and Googled <laughs> plural of stadium. I'm just trying to trust Red Hot Chili Peppers. Didn't they have that album Stadia Arcadia? Oh, my so, God. I mean, You're that's, right. That's <laughs> So I will give it, it up. It was a double disc album, so you yeah. know it's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Pepperheads over here. Hey. <laughs> pepperheads. We're the Peppermen. Yeah. Maybe my yeah. least favorite band. Oh, sure. Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> I, There's no band I hate more. I kind of am like, don't really like Stone Temple Pilots for some reason, mm. but I don't know why. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> What's your least favorite band, Robbins? I, Robbins. I don't, <laughs> I'm, I, I've never listened to music. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I'm just, I, all, my, all my music shit is like, I, I have the worst music opinions. So don't trust me at all. That's yeah. what I'm going to say. Well, then what's your favorite band? I like the National. That's great. That's like, good. That's good. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, but that's like that's like my answer when people want to like at least stop talking to me about music because it's mm-hmm. like, all right, he knows enough about music to know the National. Yeah. Now I can walk away. We, don't have, we won't take his money. Yeah. yeah we're not going uh, to beat him up. Yeah, we're going to beat him up. <laughs> Are you getting mugged? <laughs> yeah. That's what your, what's your favorite band. Yeah, I used to say Donkey Kong Country 2 and then they'd stab me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite band is Donkey Kong Country 2. <laughs> Wait, what is... Uh, so, in your opinion, in bands, what is the opposite <laughs> band of the national? 
the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, yeah. Sure. it actually might be. That is so true. <laughs> that is I feel so like true. It's, it's still a bunch of like it's instead of sad white guys, it's like partying white guys. Yes, yeah. which is yeah. far more scary and yeah. off-putting. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, equally off-putting. Yeah. But, uh, so Google Stadia, we kind of briefly talked about it. I. I don't know. Do we voice? I can't even remember what we said. Do we voice a lot of like concerns and stuff? I'm big on it. You're a little more like, oh, this is dark futury. Dark futury, yeah. yeah. And I, and don't yeah. trust Google. Hearn, let's go. Let's I, go to you. I'm closer to you, Jeremy, on this. Yeah, it's a little bit about. I'm more concerned that they're kind of monopolizing the streaming community as a result of this. It seems like it's a potential thing. It's also weird. My attitude to it is, it's doing two things that I find weird. One is that. It's acting like it's hard to get video games online. They're like, <laughs> they're like, you can go away from a stream and just buy the game with one button click, and you own. And it's like, yeah, or I could buy it on Steam. I could buy it on Epic. Like, it's yeah. very easy to get games online. Yeah. And the other thing too is, you know, if you're watching like a game, it had that feature of like, you can play a game where you leave off of watching it on a stream or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. And I'm like. I don't know too many people who watch a stream of like a single player game <laughs> and are like, I'm going to stop watching the stream of the single player game, play it, but I don't want to play the stuff I already watched. Like I, my roommate Mike was watching a stream of Resident Evil two and I'm like, Hey, I got the game. If you want to borrow it, he's like, no, I'll just watch the stream. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if he, if people are like that, don't want to do it for free, borrowing my copy, then why would they buy <laughs> yeah. a copy? Well, if yeah. they can just click a button yeah. and then it starts playing. Yeah. Uh, I'm anti this, by the way. Stadia, Stadia. Yeah. Well, actually, can I? May, this is the douchiest thing I could do. Can I read my semi-popular tweet? Your tweet. My Let tweet me see. Oh, yeah. First, I gotta see how many likes and retweets that's. Please got go first. ahead and yeah. share with everyone. Dictate. Okay, 287 likes and Damn, 68 retweets. So you so almost one got one shy of 69. I know. Yeah. Almost. I, yeah. Nice. And so many shy of 420 likes, but yeah, that, we'll, we'll oh. get there. We'll get well, there. The only reason this. I want to read this is because it summarizes it quickly. Okay. Go. All right. right. Video games should be a premium service where I pay $20 a month to the scariest corporation on <laughs> earth so I can play bad versions of them over a dial-up connection with a controller that listens to me when I jack off. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. Yeah. It's a mouthful, but it, it illustrates how I feel. Yeah. You kind of took down every part yes. of it in the tweet, which I like. But I, I, I do think that to sort of McCuller's point, to sort of like, I guess Google's point is like, this it does feel like this is where things are gonna go. Can I? But can I argue? So Google. But just know you're not arguing with me. Okay, I'm arguing with with the with world. the hypothetical world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Google understands that gaming is moving towards an all digital platform, and it sees the technology with streaming video games. That uh, PlayStation's doing it. I, I think Xbox has a service like that. I know Game Pass is different. Can you stream games on Xbox? You can't stream now. It's just download. So it's PlayStation PS now. now by the way, now, yeah. yeah, I I use that service and uh, all love, the time, and I use it all the time, and I love it. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah that's, so what I'm saying is like that's they're they're noticing stuff like that mm-hmm. on the horizon, and I think Google just wanted to get out first. Like I think it was an ex- this is all speculation, but like. This platform is not so much about servicing the customer. It's more about Google getting a foothold in the gaming world. Mm-hmm. It's more about them making some noise. And so the only way they can do that is by cutting everyone else off at the path with whatever's coming next. I don't think this tech is ready. I don't think 
any of the other consoles that have been doing this for decades are ready to jump into it fully, even PlayStation. Everybody I've heard who played that like Assassin's Creed Odyssey through your Chrome browser yeah. did say that they were like, this is stunningly good. Like this is working better. Than I heard that too. It was, it was overwhelmingly positive experiences. <laughs> Although they know, like everyone sort of noticed latency. They were also like, this isn't a problem mm-hmm. necessarily. And, but if you consider the game they're playing, right. It isn't I mean, a problem. That's kind of my yeah. thing. Like, I yeah. think it'll be like perfect for certain kinds of games. Yes. And in the same way that, like, when I know Guacamelee Two exists on PlayStation mm-hmm. Four, like, I'm waiting for that to come to the Switch because that's the perfect place to play it. Mm-hmm. When there are turn-based RPGs that are coming out, mm-hmm. like, I'll probably wait for Google Stadia to play it. Right. Yeah. The slower paced the game, the better it's right. serviced there. Like, I would not play Halo Five on Google Stadia. Yeah. I, I just mean, no, <laughs> that's not going to be a fun experience. I'm. I'm. We get. We get a pretty good internet connection here most of the time. I mean, Spectrum is is very spotty throughout mm-hmm. the day, but when it's rolling, it's rolling high. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'm wired into my PS4, and I play PS Now games, so I'm just streaming them. And it's like streaming from a server that's pretending my console's a PS3. It's like a it's like a crazy amount of technology happening there. And I play like I was playing my Mortal Kombat campaign through it. Um, but the thing is, is like it hiccups all the time. It's not a perfect service. I would love to see that technology get better over time. But like I'm I'm kind of like okay with it already. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But my problem with it is 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 sort of what what you're saying, Alec. It's it isn't the streaming thing that I'm mm. fine with. Like, put uh, Microsoft Game Pass on my Nintendo Switch right now, please. That would be awesome, <laughs> right? I don't understand that rumor. But I don't either, but it sounds amazing. Yeah. Uh, my problem is that that Google's doing the same thing that Microsoft did a few years ago, where they're like, "Here's a bunch of tech, but we have like no games. We have nothing to really show you." Like. Apparently, Google is pouring all this money into game development, first-party game development, and we haven't seen anything about that yet. So they're just poaching developers across like the landscape of gaming who are not going to be making games for anyone else. Is there any anything to suggest that they won't be doing like what they did with Assassin's Creed, with like taking existing games? They said and they would do that. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. It'll they'll probably stream a ton of of stuff, but but. My, my prediction is <laughs> E3 this year, Microsoft is also going to come out and be like, hey, remember all that money we're also investing in yeah. this? We also have now the infrastructure and like we've also been pouring money into game development. Here's what those games are going to be. We also have this great backwards compatibility mm-hmm. thing that we've been doing. Like they're going to come out swinging hard and it's going to make Google Stadia look like a pile of crap. Like, what? Well, yeah, you know, like even Nintendo has been dabbling with this streaming stuff like in japan only you could play this i think yeah. it's assassin's creed and resident evil streaming. 7 resident yeah. evil 7 yeah. on your on your and uh, like Switch. Yeah. that's yeah like that's why like even even nintendo's dipping into it so like google stepping in here is just uh, like a minnow jumping in the shark pond but also it also feels arrogant which is another thing that i it reads is like arrogant well, you like, know what their other problem is they they start projects all the time and they just abandon them after a couple yeah. of years like <laughs> it's hard for anyone to like have trust in them. Well, Google Plus is going yeah. away, right? It's gone now and already. It's been irrelevant for like, like Facebook eight years one? already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Facebook, yeah. the Google Facebook. Yeah. You can hang out. Those are gone. Too. Google, Google Hangouts. Hangouts are gone. Hangouts are going gone. On. They're going away, right? They're getting rid of. That's the why I've lost touch with all yeah. my friends across <laughs> the country. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, Google, Google is what Google does. You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I think this. 
like we'll just have to see more. We'll just have to see more of like what they have planned. If they're like, hey, this is gonna be ten bucks a month, and you have unlimited games, and it's just Doom and Assassin's Creed. <laughs> I don't know if that's worth you know that's worth it. The controller looks nice, I guess. I'd have to and hold also, it. And also, don't forget the advantage of uh, if your ex girlfriend has to log into her email on your computer for years after that, you can use that to log in and buy games. There you go. Yeah, that's smart. That is smart. smart. That's smart. That's smart. Yeah, yeah. There is like there is a big question of kind of who is this for? Like, who are these people who don't already own a gaming console that have a fast enough internet connection that can support Google Stadia? I hadn't thought about that Venn diagram ever. Yeah, you're right. It's it's not many people who are like excited about this one particular kind of gaming experience. How much do you think it's going to cost? Too like, I don't know. See, because that's the thing is if it's. What what we all want is Netflix for games, and I think that whoever gets to Netflix for games first wins. Game Pass is pretty close. Well, and but kind of so is PS Now. Like I actually looked right. at the libraries for both of them, and now, granted, that's there's a lot of streaming with PS Now, but there's also you can download any game that's not PS3 with oh. PS Now. Oh, so PS4, cool. PS2, PS1 indies you can and only some them. of them are available on there right like, i i my only guess is why you can't do it with ps3 is because the infrastructure for ps3 oh, was so different yeah that just doesn't run on a ps4 yeah or i guess anything but a ps3 they made it intentionally difficult on themselves so you can only stream those games yeah. unless they update them from the ground up well like nintendo always includes their previous consoles armature like or what yeah. do you call it like in the like with the wii has a gamecube in it yep and then the Wii U has a Wii in it. Yep. I guess the DS Switch, has the a Game Boy Advance. Yeah. yeah. A long time. yeah. And then halfway through, 3, 3 they revise has, it. 3DS has it. a DS yep. in it. Yeah. Because yeah, there's a Wii Mini that doesn't have the GameCube mm-hmm. drive. And there's also like the DS Lite that gets rid of the right. Game Boy Advance. What a slot. weird company. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's I can't. I'm dying to know what the hell these uh, Switch revisions are going to look Ooh. like. Oh, fuck. I didn't have that in my list. But we can go ahead and talk about that. And then I want to talk about the Nindies. And then I want to get out of news. Okay. But uh, we'll talk about uh, the two new Switches. We've. I mean, this is unsubstantiated. We don't know. It, it's a. Pr- it, it feels like it's. This rumor has been around long enough. Yeah. Like, there's something going well, on. Well, recently there was some movement, right? Like, the Wall Street Journal reported on it. Yeah. And that was also backed up by Game Informer. I think and those they said the there's going to be a pro version and a light version. Yes. Which historically, I mean, Nintendo has always futzed around with their handhelds. And now that they are basically closing their handheld line once the 3DS is dying, uh, like, yeah, it makes sense that they would do it with the Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do we think these two new consoles the light and the pro are going to offer what if we were going to guess we're just having fun here guessing we don't know controllers don't come off built-in controllers single player i don't get how some of the rumble feed it says no rumble in the rumor Hmm. but like yeah just the slimmest stripped down switch and probably like smaller screen Mm -hmm. i feel like the the switch pro is basically going to be just a switch again with like no bevel on the screen and just like faster guts i don't know there's not much more you can do yeah like i feel like the form factor of the switch is already decided at this point right, right? And the joy cons have, have to signs. work with yeah. everything yeah. like blue bluetooth yeah. stuff on the switch maybe like <laughs> maybe bluetooth a, maybe headphones and stuff built yeah. In cool. yeah built an ethernet port would be nice or like a dock that came with an ethernet well, that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah. right um, um yeah what what like what else would we want I don't really want a revision. I'm, I don't care. That's the thing. Yeah. I want I want new Joy-Cons more than I want a new oh, Switch. Oh, yeah. Give me more of those NES ones. I want like, like a... Did you like, get those? No. no you dude. have them, right? I have them. Yeah, 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 yeah. they're cool. Like the, It feels ripe for a cut a GameCube in half 
and mm. like mm-hmm. put those controllers on. That feels right. Yeah. It feels like that's been the argument against you putting want some novelty Joy Cons. I really do. I, and I it want feels them like the, the fact that they can make them. Or oh, they, they feel you're talking could about could cut a them. GameCube controller like, in half. Yeah, <laughs> and then, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, that is that does sound right. It feels like that's the move. And yeah, you, you got to try that that Toy-Con, that Labo <laughs> stuff. You know, I, like a fishing I do. Yeah. yeah, hey, that sounds fun. Hey, son, you got to try that Labo stuff. <laughs> Have you tried that Labo stuff? Can I can I interest you in a little bit of Nintendo Labo? <laughs> <laughs> you, wanna, you, you like robots, Michael Hearn? I heard you're a big fan of Labo. Let's give me a mom, stranger <laughs> danger. Uh, oh, Nintendo dipping into VR too. That's you're like seven twenty VR right? kid. You want to try putting some V? I want to hold it up to your eyes for eight hours. <laughs> you don't get a headset. You just got to hold it there. Seven twenty. I'll do you better. I got eight hundred. 800 VR. <laughs> 800, 800 P, uh, 900, 920, 920. I got 9P, 900 P. <laughs> Where are you getting these extra dollops of... <laughs> the screen is now yeah. a triangle. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, that, that... So the cool thing about the VR, and I watched the, the video that they like outlined all the features, it didn't have me until the very last part of the video where they like let the gate open. Uh, that that garage thing, that toy... Con, or what do you call it? Toy con garage maybe? where you can like program your own stuff in the last labo yeah. they've upgraded it to be like its own mini game engine so you can like make 3D VR games on oh. this on this thing that comes with the labo VR and like kid me <laughs> would have fucking loved that yeah and i'm like excited I, I i love getting like game development tools in the hands of children like mario maker to me is yes. one of the best moves they've done in forever like that, that's cool yeah. they should put that in all the ads first <laughs> yeah um do we uh, are we excited about any of the Nindies? I mean, we've got Cuphead. Oh, you, I, I'm gonna backtrack just a tiny bit. It, yeah, it's Nindies related though. Have you played Baba Is You? Anybody? I have a little. Yeah, it's so good, right? It's really interesting. Yeah, it is really backwards warping my brain about puzzle games, and it's fun. It's so good. Do you do you understand the you know the premise of it? It's mm-hmm. moving yeah. words around, right? Yeah, you're yeah. like changing the rules of the game. So if there's a, a there's three tiles. One is wall. One is is, and then one is uh stop. Yeah. So, like, if you move the is tile, it breaks that sequence so wall doesn't stop anymore. So if you, like, interrupt any of these sequences, you change the the code. So, like, if you want to walk through a wall, you move the is, and you can walk through. So, like, all the puzzles are solved by, like, altering It's the a rules. game for yeah. programmers, yeah. kind of. It's definitely, kinda yeah, is. it it's is. It's like Adventures of Lolo, <laughs> but very meta. <laughs> yeah. Is that how it is? That is it like a tile layout? Like yeah, it's, it's a very tile. Yeah, okay. it's, it's almost like Chips Challenge. If you ever played that, yeah, yeah. It reminds me That's of. Yeah, where's the Chips Challenge reboot? You know, <laughs> I feel like I read something about the guy who made Chips Challenge. Like, I want the Dark Knight of Chips Challenge. Mm, <laughs> Chips you have Challenge to use one of the, yeah. the hidden keys to like stab his father. <laughs> I will like, break you, Chip. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Chip lore? <laughs> It's the chip lore. Yeah. Man, I love going back to old NES games for their lore. That is so like, <laughs> oh. what is the Adventures of Lolo lore? Well, it's There's all, it's a all lot. In the instruction manual. There's a lot. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, yeah. So uh, Baba is you. I haven't played that yet, but everyone's like, especially game lovers, are really raving about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited to get it. Um, You'll love it. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I have almost bought an Xbox several times for Cuphead. It is a game that I'm obsessed with the look of. I know it's going to be punishing and everything I want in a video game. Cuphead's really good. Uh, I can't wait to play it. And I'm glad I didn't pull the trigger on the Xbox at this point. Um, especially Not me. We could have played Destiny together. But we could have played fine. Destiny. It's fine. I don't <laughs> but, Yeah, but I'm playing. Um, also, 
Uh, the only other thing that I saw in there that I was super excited oh, about was Crypt of the Necro Cadence. It actually can. I've had Crypt of the Necromancer like downloaded on PS4, and it fin- it convinced me to like go play it. Mm. It's good. I like it. Yeah, it's a roguelike, but it's a rhythm game too. Yeah. yeah, I'm a rhythm game guy. Yeah, yeah. What's uh What's the best rhythm game? I like Rhythm Heaven. I rhythm like Heaven? Elite Beat awesome Agents. Man. I like uh, Elite Beat Agents. Oh my is, god! Yeah, that's yeah. so much fun. Have what you played jam. Beat Saber on the PSVR? Yeah. Oh, I've only I only got to play. <laughs> Did I tell you my story? Uh-uh. I was an extra. They they hired me to like for, for some friends of mine were like producing a comedy thing with uh Adult Swim and she was this host was going to like a VR place mm. and they just needed people to stand in the background playing VR games. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Alec just come on by for like 2 hours. Yeah. You can just play VR, we'll pay you like 50 bucks. Uh-huh. And I'm like, "Yeah, that sounds great." So I go and they hand me the controllers. And then they start filming. So I have to be quiet now and play. And I'm playing for about three minutes. I start up Beat Saber, and one of my controllers dies. So <laughs> I didn't get to enjoy any VR games. Aww. And I'm trying to play Beat Saber with one hand, and it's not possible. Mm-hmm. But I like the game a lot. That's great. <laughs> I think I would have loved it. More. Watching Michael Hearn play oh, Beat Saber in his I living room it. with a crowd of people watching him play, and none of us can see what's happening. Or could we could see on the TV. It was on the yeah, TV, right? yeah. You can see. Okay, yeah. Were you good at but it? But it's the fun of it. Oh, he's great at it. it Ooh, I want to see that. It's actually surprisingly easy to get a hold of. Like, even my girlfriend's kind of good at it. It's just a even thing. Even your even girlfriend. Even girlfriend. girlfriend. Kelsey, if you're listening, I apologize for your boyfriend. Sorry. I don't. I, I think it's cool what he did. <laughs> <laughs> he knows you're bad at rhythm games. Yeah. You got no rhythm. No. Uh, yeah, it's fun. I like to beat, heaven, uh, beat Saber a lot, too. Yeah, watching you. Uh, yeah, watching him play that was truly like watching somebody. You know when you find out your friends is a, is a really good dancer. <laughs> it's like that. Like, I remember that wow. moment that I had with Michael Hearn when I found that out. Yeah, well, he's a good dancer. dancer. What yeah. a beautiful. Oh shit! When you were watching Rhythm. play Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> but I also played. That a, I can't yeah. do. I'm so bad at that one. DDR. Yeah, I love it. I just I'm mad at it. <laughs> Um, okay, and uh, with that, I think we're going to close out the news segment because we've been yeah. doing this for an hour and we have a lot of Sekro oh, to yeah. talk about. Michael McCaller, you can either stick with... Oh, the headphones are coming off. I'm ready to I go. I'm feeling like he's going to leave. Check out for this I'm part. I'm afraid of Sekiro. All right. <laughs> it sounds like there's a lot of giant men and people in it, and that's my phobia. There's giant men and people well, galore. Michael McCaller. Don't you worry, girly. We'll see you next time. Au revoir. All right. Get your bloody health food on at Dark Souls Light Bowls. Perfect for any dragon hunting historian, be you traveling to or away from an Orlando. Hey. Now for less souls than ever, you can get these tasty bowls with bird in it. Did I just take a drink from my Estes flask or did I just eat a giant bird? Souls Bowls. And coming soon, Blood Bowls. Sweet blood for your sweet hun. Turr. <laughs> And with that, we're going to talk about Sekiro. Shadows oh Die Twice. Game of the Year 2019, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I got to tell you. Yeah. Uh, this is my first. Well, I played I played a little bit of Dark Souls 3. Mm-hmm. I played a little bit of Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. And both of them beat my ass. So I, lo- I really liked them, but I had other games to play at the time. And I, I was quickly distracted from them and didn't have the heart to keep trying. This is the first time I've jumped in from release day. And I love this game. Fuck so much. yeah! So the, so I have I have I have how we're gonna do this broken up into sections. Okay. And the first section is intro and first impressions. Okay. So, mm-hmm. Hearn. Yeah. First impression. 
Okay. We heard from Alec. Well, Hearn, do you pl- have you played Dark? Souls yeah, I, was, game I thought that was yeah. what I was doing first. Uh, yeah, I've been familiar with <coughs> all all but Dark Souls three. I even played Demon Souls back in the day. Wow, yeah, a little bit. And Did you complete any of these or most of them? Or that's the thing. I haven't beaten any of them. I even the only one I actually <laughs> did beat, kind of a throwback, Kingsfield four. Cause wow, from software yeah, yeah. Kingsfield, which is kind of the first person dungeon crawly version of all this. Mm-hmm. And Kingsfield 4 for PlayStation 2 for some reason I got really into, and it does have that same ra- ramping of, you know, you can die easily from a plant monster in your first five minutes of trying it out <laughs> ever. Yeah. And then, like, 20 hours later, you're, like, quaffing golden potions and yeah. killing off everything, and it's awesome. <laughs> Is the Kingsfield loop kind of like the Dark Souls loop? Yeah. Like, yeah? yeah? Is it, it, like, checkpoints and dying over and over again? And yeah, all that there's stuff? definitely, like, a hub system to Kingsfield 4 where you're, like, navigating through it. You're yeah. Definitely, it's more RPG, first-person dungeon crawly and everything. Like, there's definitely more RPG loot elements to it than the Dark Souls, yeah. Demon Souls stuff. Uh, so I'm familiar with the gameplay of those type of From Software games and what they expect from you and how they kind of work. And then first impressions of uh, Sotero. Yeah. Uh, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like that. I kind of like that. It's more. It's almost the same thing why I like Woodborne kind of the most of the others is it's more streamlined for me. Like, And I get that might be limiting to others people. Other people have done Dark Souls in so many types of different runs, so many types of different ways. Whereas Woodborne and Sotero, it's like you have the mechanics of what it is. like, And you can still play with it, but those mechanics are set in stone and you can upgrade it in a certain ways like how you prefer, but it's still going to upgrade in that same route. I kind of prefer that. Yeah, to me too. I, I do. And I, I think what it helps too is just for the philosophy of it. This is you being a samurai. This is you. Uh, you're supposed to be particular. You're not going to suddenly do a completely different run of yeah. second. It narrows yeah. the gameplay a little bit in a, in a yes. way that like helps focus as far as I'm exactly. Concerned. Yeah. And I like that. I like that about Bloodborne too. And I like that about this and, yeah, I'm into it a lot. Um, I'm still getting my ass kicked in certain areas, but I also like that it is non-linear enough that if something's way too tough, I can go off of a different path and come back. Yeah. And that's what I've been playing with a little bit now. Uh, I was getting my ass kicked by this chained odor, and I had to... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. The yeah. infamous chained You're odor. You're near the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, I wandered off to a different area, and I think I told Jeremy where I was at exactly. But, but that's, the, that's the thing. It's like, even when he told me, I was like... Oh, I actually know where he is, and I haven't passed where he is, but I'm way farther off in a different direction. Where are you at? He's at the drunken... Yeah, Jews of the Drunken. Jews of the Drunk. So the Harada estate portion. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So um, my first impressions of the game, uh, full disclosure, Bloodborne might be my favorite game of all time. This was a game that I've been anticipating since it got announced. I got chills... It's one of these things where I become one of these weirdo game guys who like starts <laughs> crying when they see the From logo come on screen, you know? Like <laughs> like I mean, and that's just who I am. Like I I love super punishing games. I love uh atmospheric storytelling and I love uh and I love like um I guess like that like Lovecraftian angle that the Blood, From Bloodborne really had that. Bloodborne yeah. has that in spades. Dark Souls <laughs> plays with that kind of notion. Yeah. 
and then Sekiro is so they're all thing. related, right? Yeah. I would and uh, so to intro this game properly, this is the newest game from From Software. They made the Dark Souls games and the Bloodborne games. Uh, it exists as a sort of spiritual successor to these games. Um, in the ways that Bloodborne is different from Dark Souls, Sekiro is different from Bloodborne. Plus, way, 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 way more changes. Uh, everything here is devoted to combat. Combat and traversal mechanics. Jumping, sprinting, and swinging and launching are are your keys. Are your key verbs here? Uh, unlike other from games, it takes way longer to get into the more monstrous and ghoulish villains of the game. Most of the enemies are human and humanoid with some slight variations, especially when you first start the game. So um, I guess that was something I was uh, a little surprised in when I first when I first right. launched the game was that I'm going up against human beings, like other human beings. And I'm going up against a lot of them. And you're in like the middle of a war, like the setting, yeah. the setting's really oh. interesting. Hey, sorry, yeah. I want you keep talking, but yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. That, that, that's it. And it's, um, it's kind of open now. Like, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, the next section I want to talk about is just all of the changes from other souls games right. and, and bloodborne, but I have less expertise there, but I am interested. Like, the, the thing about me not having played a lot of Dark Souls games or not having played much of them is that the influence from those games has been, like, spreading since they came out. And so, like, I've played tons of games that borrow the death mechanic from from Dark Souls right, or, like, yeah. borrow other, like, difficulty spike things. Like, the, the, the level design, the interconnectedness, and, like, the lore, like, all mm-hmm. of those details of a From game... I'm very familiar with. Right. And so, like, getting to actually, like, okay, finally I'm giving one the time of day... But yeah, and it's interesting. Like one of your texts that you sent to me was like, "I'm farther in this game than I've ever gotten in another From game." Yeah. At the same time, you're hearing reports from so many people online saying this is the hardest From game I've <laughs> ever played. That's wild to me. I couldn't. I couldn't click with Bloodborne. Like, I, yeah. It's because the two can be true at the same time. Right. It's just that people who are used to playing Dark Souls and Bloodborne games, like, and Bloodborne truly is different from Dark Souls. Yeah in many, many ways. And like Sekiro is way different than mm. Bloodborne. So right. there are, there is a Venn diagram, so to speak, of people who are going to rock and roll in this game. And there are people who are just going to suck flat out. I heard that it was specifically punishing to people who are used to Dark Souls stuff. Yeah. Like this game was designed to sort of fuck with someone who had gotten comfortable. Like, yeah. So I don't have that built in comfort. Yeah. So to me, I'm just learning it from scratch. It's probably giving me an easier time. I mean, there's a... Uh, so Dark Souls, the parrying system is uh, paramount. Like yeah. you have a shield mm-hmm. and that's supposed to parry your enemies to do death blows, to deal like massive damage. Right. In in Bloodborne, they don't give you a shield. Instead, they give you a gun. And what they're telling you is there is a parry mechanic, but it is now you're... Now you need to be way more aggressive. In fact... The Dark Souls developers uh, troll you by letting you find a shield early on it doesn't do that doesn't do anything. That <laughs> will like funny. kill you. That joke would have been lost on me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sekiro, however, um, is even more different than Bloodborne, and in the way that you don't really have a parry mechanic, so to speak, and your dodge. You have your, a deflection your, mechanic. Your, your, yeah. yeah. You have a deflection mechanic, and then your dodge <laughs> is basically useless if you're going into a boss fight and you think you can just dodge your way around these bosses 
you're gonna be what's funny hurting is, for a squirt. I dodge so much, and I'm doing great. Yeah. Every, I really, keep, I keep reading that dodges are useless in this game. I'm like, oh, I didn't get the memo. I, I don't. Maybe know. it's just the particular way that we're all dodging in Bloodborne, because like right. Bloodborne, like you dodge farther, and enemies' attacks don't swing as far. Right. So the reach of Sekiro's bosses and just yeah. normal enemies yes. are way farther. And this game wants you to be aggressive too. Like the posture mechanic is like I. Every character has a health bar. I haven't yeah. killed anybody by using their health bar. I kill no. everybody by breaking their posture and doing the death blows. See, and yeah. and if you learn that lesson early on, you're gonna have a way easier time right. with this game because it took me. I'll 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 tell you where I am. I'm at Genshiro. Uh, oh I- yeah, Ishin, yeah, yeah. Yep. And really I just hard. now feel like I understand the posture system. Can I just now? And I've beaten now several bosses, including like the bull and the horse and everything. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm just like. Oh, I feel like I now I get it. The very first mini boss gave me the hardest time out of anybody in this game. What would you consider to be the very first mini boss? Chain Ogre. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. guy's tough. And like, is he come before the first general? No, I think I think you meet a the couple, general first, and then the Chain Ogre. I feel right? like you meet a couple like two star or two yeah. health bar generals before that. But yeah. that was the first one where it's like, oh shit, it stopped him in my tracks, mm. and I had to like learn this new mechanic to be able to move. It's like a skill check. Right. And you know what? I, I think I'm actually somehow farther than both of you. <laughs> I bet you're. I yeah. bet you yeah, are. Sure it's. Are. It sounds like you might be. Just because you both listed something you haven't beaten yet, I'd be both of those. I, I will tell you that uh, with Chained Ogre, it's. I, I'm. It's crazy that you. Well, how did you beat him? Actually, fuck. You, I, hold on. Pause yeah, that. Yeah, pause yeah. that idea. We. I want to get through some of the changes and before we get into okay, okay. some of the gameplay stuff. Because I want to uh, hear this too. Yeah. yeah the, the gameplay will come at the end of the changes and we'll talk about all gameplay. And, and, right? and this so, is yeah. in your changes. I got a couple of different uh, arm abilities. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Prosthetics. Yeah. yeah. Prosthetics. Yeah. Uh, after I went away from the chained order and went, maybe this would work better against the chained order. Yep. And? I haven't gone back yet, so well, I'll have to find out. You're right. <laughs> All right. Good. Yes. Good to, and and the game tells you you're right, and yeah. we'll get into kind of how the game does that here. Right. So, uh, here are some of the the biggest changes uh, to um, the Soulsborne series. What I'm calling now the Soulsborno series. Uh, you play hero. as a protagonist who has a voice. Oh yeah. That's that true. is now a trend that I desperately hope. Uh, keeps up in not just uh, from games, but in every game. I do not <laughs> think, you know, when I when I played uh, Final Fantasy games, I always put myself into the protagonist, and they were a character. Like I, I don't think that I benefit a lot from having a silent protagonist. Well, right. I'll, I'll argue. I love character creation systems, mm-hmm. but only if it serves, only if the game serves the role playing purpose. Like sure. if I'm doing Fallout, I would never want to play as something they sh- they shove me into. Right, but. Like Sekiro doesn't need. I don't miss the ability to make a character in this game. No, and but I mean, and Souls games t- typically have a great character creation system, yeah. as we've seen from the McElroy's show, oh, yeah, uh, Monster Factory. Monster Factory, it's a lot of fun. But uh, but yeah, again, this this for whatever reason they went hard in a different direction. Oh, I also have a note here. I don't know why I wrote this down. Isn't it weird that Sora has a voice? <laughs> Why? Does anyone think that? No. Because he's in a game surrounded by other Final Fantasy characters and Disney characters. And I'm like, wow. why does he have a, a voice? He should be, if anyone should be a silent protagonist, it should be a, 
that guy. That should be the Mary uh, Sue in Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like like you're like it's like you being around all these characters. I, but Sora is the most vo- vocal uh, video game protagonist maybe ever. He's so. got the great like they 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 did it. They nailed it. The like casting Haley Joel Osment. He's the perfect middle ground between like anime protagonist and Disney character. Yeah, it works. Even yeah. his design. Yeah. Um, okay, you do not change weapons or armor. Most of your right. progressions unlock more mechanics or verbs to your combat. Mm-hmm. That is actually a change that is um, not just drastically different from other Soulsborne games, but kind of unique to this game. I can't think of a ton of other games that change like the verb set that you're right. allowed to use. I mean, this game isn't really a sequel. That's the other thing that's important. Like we're, They're building on their own their own format uh-huh. like they've kind of crafted a medium out of these games but like you're right like this it's it's cool to see them i love limiting mm-hmm. your your tools like your tool set i right. like a game that i love breath of the wild i love sure. playing dark souls what i did like when you get to switch weapons but saying here's all you have access to now it's gonna feel shallow but the truth is this the system is deep yeah i love that like i love figuring out like there's yeah. still mechanics i'm not fig- do you know how long it took me to realize that if you hold the dash button, you can run. Do you know yes, that? Do either too. You know Me that? too. Yeah. Me I too. found that because they updated the slide. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I beat the bull without using the dash, which wow. is crazy. Because you can weird. cheese that bull if you dash in circles, and I just didn't know there oh, was a dash. I didn't do it that way. I didn't either. Because well, <laughs> I didn't know there was yeah. a dash. But yeah, my point is like I love, yeah. I love that. Like I'm, yeah. I'm happy that they're trying something different from the previous games because like this time it's it's all about how deep they can make this combat. Right. It's like it, it's it's kind of a weird way of thinking about a game though too where it's like it's like it's like you started with all the mechanics and then just mm-hmm. as a desi- as a developer you took them all away and let the you let the player unlock them as they go. It, and one of the first instances of this is when you get like the whirlwind slash where oh, it's yeah. like it's like oh now like the way I play this game completely different. Mm-hmm. It, and like from from a mechanics standpoint like I'm now fighting guys and approaching combat in a completely different way because now I've unlocked like a different sequence of button presses, which is different to me than just like, oh, I have a new ability where I can like arm it to my triangle, right? Like uh, they do have that too with the prosthetics where you can change out your prosthetics, but they are like, they're like a subclass of weapons. Um, Oh, I I just love any, any game design philosophy where you give the, like this game isn't quite this, Mm -hmm. but where you give the character, the player, all the tools right away Mm -hmm. and they could technically go and do anything right now, but they have to learn how to use those things and start to master them before they can make progress. Like breath of the wild does that to an extent. Yeah. Uh, there's a game called Toki Tori. You ever played those? Mm-hmm. No. It's like a puzzle game with a yellow bird. Like one, there's one of those that you never gain any more tools, but as the level design goes on, it teaches you all your different abilities, and you're like, oh, I could have done this in the beginning, <laughs> and like, <laughs> and it makes sense. You're yeah. like, you never feel cheated. Yeah. You're just like, I can't believe this system is that deep. That, that is right, kind yeah. of like uh, previous Souls games, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. Previous Souls games, you don't really unlock mechanics. You unlock. Uh, you might. You might find better weapons. A better uh like armor yeah but you don't unlock it you, like r1 doesn't ever like or you know what i mean you don't arm different moves but you start to learn yeah. like how like oh i could have been using this dodge earlier or like, or why yeah. wasn't i parrying a lot long a lot a oh, lot yeah. faster you know like um, when something clicks for you like oh, God, exactly yeah. so like in in a, in a big way this game is like a very twitchy fighting game 
Um, <laughs> a lot of frame data. <laughs> exactly. It's it, and uh, and also a lot of like because you're pair because you're like getting out of situations by blocking and then finding openings. It's you're always studying your opponent's mm-hmm. micro uh, expressions and stuff. Like it, like in this Genshiro fight. Oh yeah. Um, he will sometimes throw up a uh, what is it a kanji? Um, oh, the the yeah. red warning, the symbol. red warning yeah. sign, and and it'll uh, and he'll he'll do a thrust move, which I can stomp, yeah, or can. he'll spin, we'll which I which I need to jump. Yeah. Over. And you jump on his head. Yeah. You jump on his head, but like so, if you're not reading his tells correctly, you can get rocked so fast in that fight. Because yeah, there's also this game gives you a lot of visual cues. I was surprised because like those red warning signs almost feel like they make it too easy, but of course this game's so hard that yeah. It, you need it. Yeah. And, and they don't always tell you like sometimes the kanjis mean that you can stomp on someone's blade sometimes right. that means you have to get the fuck out of there right because yeah. you it's still up to you to decide oh is it a jump or a dodge right and yeah. like you, all you know is that you can't deflect it which is it's good it's good uh, communication yeah um, so level design uh, areas are laid out now both horizontally and vertically in a way that they've never been done in a from game up until this well, point. This game has grappling. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So uh, this time there's much more care into like the vertical elements of each level, right? Like th- there was always opportunities in Souls and uh, the and Bloodborne where you could get to a high level, and the idea was you were supposed to kind of leap of faith off of it mm-hmm. into an area below, right? That that. That kind of always existed. But There's you couldn't do like stealth kills from above, really. Not like no, you? yeah. And you weren't supposed to necessarily be looking always to the sky to see what what is above you. What can how can I get out of a situation? Oh, there's some hard lessons in this one. I'm sure you saw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but now you can do that with ease, uh, and it's much more like a platformer in that way. The that's platforming element. My favorite this. thing about this: yeah. the mobility yeah. in this game. That's like that was the most welcoming part of this to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. as a person who just you just you said you just finished all the Spider-Man DLC yeah, and playing true. Spider-Man. <laughs> how do you feel about that versus Sekiro? Do you mean just the mobility of it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, well, like comparing the swinging mechanics in both or swinging uh, options in those yeah. games, you know, like, uh, I guess you're not super really swinging yeah. in Sekiro, but to me, it's I, a I limited grappling system. Uh, I remember yeah. just thinking right from the beginning of Sekiro, I was like, oh, this is like kind of more better Spider-Man, even though I could <laughs> do better moves in Spider-Man. Well, the combat's certainly better. I mean, just in terms of, yeah, the uh, the reason why you're platforming makes a lot more sense in Setura, where you're trying to find your adventure, adventure points. You're trying to find the best ways of right, attack. Right, stealth strategize. Yeah, and of course, the stealth element. I uh, guess that's what I mean, right? Like, why weren't boss fights more. in Spider-Man a lot more like Sekiro, where you needed to, like, yeah. launch it? Like, I don't know if you guys have gotten... I haven't played it. No, no, not Spider-Man. Oh, uh, yeah. In Sekiro... This is no 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 spoilers, but there is a boss that you find deep below yes, the surface. I found it. Yeah, where uh, he's using uh, a projectile. Do you know what I'm talking about? He's using guns. Oh, maybe I haven't found this. He's in a uh, I, without giving away anything. He's there's a layer you get to where it's a bunch of dudes in a room, and one of them is the boss, and it's sort of laid out like. Uh, like uh, the drunken, the dr- uh, jutsu, yeah. the drunk, In the drunkard, uh, where he's where he's surrounded yeah. by dudes, and you the game the the boss fight's more about getting them away from him yeah. so you can fight him. Uh, but it's like that with projectiles. So is is, this, is there is there a toxic puddle there? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I thought that. And yeah. uh, and but it's also like there's like there's like a bunch of hook things you can hook to. Yes. So you're literally fighting this boss by spider maning around yeah. the arena, mm. right? 
Um, just little stuff like that is like, I remember doing that boss fight of which I haven't finished and it has rocked me every time yeah, I've played it. It's fun. I beat uh, it. I beat it. You beat it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll have to get some notes on that from you later, but it is like one of those things where I was like, this is like wh- how Spider-Man fights in comics. This is how Spider-Man works. Like, well, can I, I mean, as someone who hasn't played Spider-Man, right. but looked at a lot of the footage and like, actually my friend borrowed my PS4 to play it, so I mm. own the game. That was the stipulation. Like, you can borrow it, just leave the game for me. Cause oh, sure. But I still haven't even wanted to touch it because the game doesn't look fun to me like the way this one does where every mechanic seems to be servicing each other like spider-man i was watching the footage of the swinging in the city like that looks so cool but then every time i watch it like it doesn't seem like it has anything to do with the rest of the game like the swinging is designed in a way that it doesn't even give you that many opportunities to utilize Uh, i might be wrong because i haven't played it but like sekiro even with these limited grappling points there's only like you can't grapple anywhere you have to only grapple to these specific spots and yet even with those it feels like you're you're uh, like naturally coming up with these plans to stealth attack people. Like it feels yeah. great. Well, I think it's because Sekiro has, because there's options there, right? Even in the level design, the paths you can take. For that's why fight, Se- yeah. that's why Spider-Man's different. Is in Spider-Man, if you're fighting Doc Ock on the top of a building, there's one way to beat Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. And they tell you how yeah. to do it. And it, the challenge is just doing it. Sekiro is like, we're not telling you how to beat this guy. Right. You yeah. need to figure it out. And the puzzle is the boss fight. And, what makes Souls games so great and Bloodborne and and this game as well is that we're going we're going to build this thing for you to do. We think there's an optimal way to do it, but if you cheese it, you can win. Like yeah. they will they were like they're, they're like if you can figure out the weird puzzle and like break it, more power yeah. to you because it's so hard to do. And that, I, I've like beaten bosses and conferred with friends on how they did it, and like they're like, oh, I did it a completely different way. I have beat bosses where I've cheesed them on staircases so much, where they're <laughs> trying to hit me, but they're just can barely like swinging over my head. I beat that boss in the. Uh, did you ever get to that that point I was telling you about? That's like inside of a hole, the hole you came out of from the beginning of yes, the game. I beat him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I beat him by continually running back <laughs> to the top jumping over his head and like anytime we just kept switching places from a higher level to a lower level you're a coward yeah well it was because i didn't understand kind of posture at that time right so i was like still like figuring that out um okay so here's like kind of the last way that i i've i've noted that this game is a lot different um there is a clear story here that is being told to you in a relatively straightforward oh, manner. yeah yeah with cutscenes. <laughs> yeah uh though it becomes more esoteric as you go the side quests tend to delineate from uh the, a mostly straightforward story it is one of the first games that has an unavoidable major cast of characters <laughs> uh you cannot get away from the young lord like you one of the first from games <laughs> one of the first from games yeah 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 yeah, yeah. one of the first games games in these series of yeah, weird yeah, esoteric yeah, yeah. games uh in a typical souls game you can go through that whole game not knowing what the fuck is going on not caring right the first time i ran through bloodborne it was only when i started watching youtube videos i realized there was so much story i was just running or running through you know it's funny um but this game no there is a story and it is it is esoteric a little bit like it gets a little more thematically loose and interesting as it goes on like i think so we haven't talked about another major difference which is the death mechanic okay Um, yeah 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 like everything i knew about souls games and they've infected like hollow knight and shovel knight and every night game (laughs) but a bunch (laughs) like this this idea that you 
can die. It's a, it's a, it's a clever... I like how they've infected those yeah. games. It's, yeah. Well, it's an elegant solution for the live system, which has been outdated yeah. since arcades. Mm-hmm. So instead, it's, okay, here, you're going to lose some of your valuable currency, rewards, anything, experience, and you can get it back if you can make it back to where you died. And that's like that's yeah. a really great mechanic that I've, right. I've gotten to love, even though I haven't played Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Now, this one... <laughs> this fucking game I still like only just 20 hours into the game or whatever am I starting to really understand the death mechanic here mm-hmm. but every NPC in the game uh, can get sick because of a story reason that has to do with your character constantly being revived Hearn have you seen this yet yeah I've definitely the dragon rot so dragon rot <laughs> gotten a lot of different dragon rot yeah. which I nothing I love more in a game than guilting the player yeah I, it's the, the reason you don't want to die in this game isn't because you're going to lose your goodies but you will yeah uh, but it's more that like you don't want these people that you've had to deal with in this world, you know, these people you've met to start coughing and dying on you. Right. And they also lock you out of quest lines. I realize. Yes. Oh, big time. So like the more you die, the the sicker this world gets and it's your fault. Yeah. And there are ways to cure the world, but they're, a, they're of a finite, finite resource. Yeah. Um, in which you're kind of wondering like with like, and this is common with most souls games. Am I going to get another one of these items? Like when you find an item, you're like, Am I going to get another oh, one? I, f- I fucked myself over a couple times already. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because like we were talking about the confetti. Divine confetti. That's the I think at about. one point. Yeah. Have you have you gotten the item divine confetti? I believe so, yeah. Don't have, use it unless you need it. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen uh, any ghostly characters in this game? Not yet. yet. There is a part in this game, without spoiling too much, where you literally read a sign that's like, don't come down here. Our swords <laughs> don't work. And of course, we all go down there yeah. to see what's down there. And... What's waiting for you is truly terrifying. Oh, I hate it. And you need a special item to fight the thing that's down there. Um, no, and no spoilers, but the part of the game I'm on now is just boss after boss like that. Oh, great! And I'm losing, I, I can't, I can't. I have to actually great. stop and go find a different path to explore. Uh, the way you worded it over text was very funny. It's also the way the game words it, which is like they are killing you with terror. Like, <laughs> yeah. That is, there's a terror meter that can fill up, yes. and if it fills up, you die. Yeah, <laughs> which I love. Yeah, they literally scared you to death. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, okay, so we we talked about uh, what's kind of different uh, between this game and the other games. The dying mechanic being of course the most important one the biggest sort of draw to this game uh i you know it's weird i left that out of the list only because it's like the most obvious part you of just the didn't game think, yeah it took me i didn't first. think yeah. that that is like actually one of the biggest changes from it um but now we're gonna drift into uh the setting of the game and this is kind of where we'll talk about setting and story and we'll we'll kind of like go into that part so right. hern where are you at on time I might have to go now. Yeah. You want to jump out of here before yeah, we get into the setting? setting. Into don't the, spoil the setting. Don't no, spoil I, the setting. I love this revolving door podcast where yeah. people just come in and out. Yeah, it is very, yeah, it's like, a, it's a hangout pod in the truest sense. And and just like most most things, it'll end up being me and Alec when the, <laughs> when the, when the world's corporations collapse and the roaches come out to eat all the you Twinkies. You and me talking about Mario. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> plugged into Doodle Stadia and you guys are the two apps. <laughs> me and Alec doing blow in the cartridge. Um, when do you think? Uh, when do you think they're gonna release uh, <laughs> new, the, the the Game Boy Advance ROMs on Switch? <laughs> Everyone's dead. Never time. It'll never happen. Put, put GameCube on Switch. All right, uh, Hearn, we're gonna play you out. All right, thank you guys. Thank you. Michael Hearn, we're about to kill some arms. And just like that, he was gone, ever so quietly as Mike <laughs> explodes. <laughs> 
Um, okay. And then there were two. And then there were two. Uh, and and I'm excited. I'm actually excited to go through some of the stuff with you because I think we can kind of fill in blanks for each other. Uh, just just for the listener, this is a complete spoiler cast. Yeah, like now we're now we're in spoiler territory. But we can't spoil a you know a ton because we're also in in like playing the game. Okay. Uh, so the setting. This takes place in something called the Sengoku period of Japan. Right. Um, marked for social upheaval, I was reading. This is uh, this research. Yeah, this was initiated by the Onin War. Which How much w- of this is based on real historical setting? That's my question. Super loose, but what I love about From Games is that even though they're not telling you like things that actually happened, what they're te- what they're capturing is more thematic. A more thematic parallel to real life. I'm not. So, yeah, I'm not fully versed on this era, so you know what? I'll trust you. Okay, so let me let me kind of like uh, explain what I'm talking about. Like yeah. Bloodborne um, is heavily based on Lovecraftian monsters, mm-hmm. but it's actually like Lovecraft didn't live in Dickensian London. Right. They're right? Us- they're they're translating that. They're using that as a tool to express the feeling of that era because it's kind of the best place to put. Lovecraft monsters. It's it's a cool spot. Yeah. It makes sense. I really enjoyed what I was seeing from that. And if you and if you consider the plague and stuff and oh, like yeah. weird diseases, like that fits way more with like a Dickensian sort of setting. Yeah. Um. So that's sort of what Sekiro's doing. Um. A lot of things is like actually combining a lot of the story elements combine both Chinese and Japanese oh, hi- history, but uh, uh. So the Sengoku period of Japan um is sort of like what we're seeing in the game, right? It's like two giant clans warring with each other. Right. Um, and it's sort of, it, the pinnacle of this ends up being the Onin War, which actually collapses the feudal system of Japan. So uh, I actually looked up what feudalism is because I didn't know what it was. And it is a combination <laughs> of legal and military customs in medieval Europe that flourished between 9th and 15th centuries. So this is the fall of feudal Japan. This is the fall of feudal Japan. Now they don't come out and say that outright, but right, I, I didn't pick up on that. It's yet. sort yeah. of a cool way to start your game. It's like yeah. it's like this takes place at sort of the end of what we might call like the Beowulf fantasy of what becomes England out, okay. off of Beowulf. If that makes sense, I get I get you. Uh, so like those like epic poems of like where Gilgamesh. where Gilgamesh, where it's like. Yeah. Were there monsters back then? <laughs> like all of the literature. If you're just reading, you're like, yeah. Did someone just forget to catalog all these monsters that were around? Exactly. Yeah. It, it's sort of like, uh, and that's what I love about this game well, is that yeah. this, this, is that when you're traversing areas, it's like humans, but then you meet. I remember the first time it really stood out to me was when I met the owl for the first time. The owl. Oh, he's oh, your dad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. And his head. I completely skipped him. Oh, you you didn't find well, him. I eventually you have to. But oh, it's so funny how long I went without ever meeting my dad. Yeah, <laughs> which was crazy. When he says, I'm your dad, I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, <laughs> what, the first thing I noticed about him, though, is that his head is the size of my torso. <laughs> and, like, it's one of those weird clues that you're like, something's wrong. Well, they're having like, fun with proportions. Up. Like, it's, it's a yeah. surreal, t- like, even the G- Juzo the drunk is like, he's still human. He's not a demon. He's just a giant man. And his proportions are like... A Street Fighter bulbous character. Yeah, like, he's the E Honda. Yeah, uh, exactly. Universe. Yeah, but uh, yeah, what was I gonna say? I'm sorry. Um, I'm gonna cut this part where I'm where I'm flowing. 
<laughs> but he, I mean, you find out that you are adopted. Like he's not your birth dad. Did I? I didn't. I don't know if I found that out. I think that is true. I believe you. I just I, he's, I missed stuff. But but then you're like, well, what are people? Like it kind of it like beckons that question, right? Oh. So in the back of your mind, you're like, is this high fantasy? Is this uh, just is just is, was this a mistake? You know what I mean? Like you're right. like it's because you don't know what's art design and what's because there's also a rich mythology throughout Japan that like the, there's some of these monsters are steeped in that and like exactly. it's fun to see. Yeah, I, I I have a lot of questions, but I'm also just like not asking them. I'm along for the ride. Me too. And, and that, that's what's yeah. so fun about these games is they really take care of you in a good mm-hmm. way. Um, I don't know if you have you. Um, <laughs> I have a really funny. Yeah, I keep going. Oh no, have you found the black uh, the black hat badger yet? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, have you cheesed the camera to get a good look at his face? No. Okay. He looks like I've seen creatures like him before already, and I have looked at their face. Well, the yeah. rats—they call them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the ones that use their hats as shields yes. when they run run around. Well, I actually didn't get a good look at their bodies. I didn't know what they looked oh, like. So that's the first time you got to look. They're at like them. little tiny Danny DeVitos. Yeah, but like with no necks. Yes, I have they're, seen. They're them. like yeah. frogs, kind of. With They're wide kind of goblinesque, wi- yes, yeah. goblinesque, yeah, uh, yes. So it's like <laughs> there's a bunch yes. of like really cool, weird creatures hiding out. Like, have you gotten to the monkeys yet? Yeah, Which I saw. Is, yeah. I've, I've killed a couple monkeys, not a ton though, because they're in the. Um, the You'll, temple areas, they're right? They're in the temple and they're in the forest. You'll get to that. I haven't uh, gotten to the forest. Sorry. Yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. and I'm also realizing how uh, not far I am in this game. Even though I've put in maybe twenty five hours into it, same. I am. Well, that's, I kept. I kept describing this game to my friend. Like my friend's like, "Why are you playing this? You're having. You're dying every ten minutes." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's it's just a hard game." And then I said, "I've been playing for maybe ten hours at this point that I was talking to him." Mm-hmm. And I think the amount of distance, if I if there were no enemies and I just had to walk, yeah, it would take me four minutes. Yeah, uh huh. Like yeah. the amount of actual physical space I've traversed is yeah. so small compared to like the time. <laughs> And if and listen, the the amount of content that they pack into that yeah is amazing. And I was talking to some, I was talking to somebody else in like a group chat about we were helping someone navigate, mm-hmm. and I realized like we didn't even have the game next to us. We were describing in full detail these yeah. physical spaces, and they were already committed to memory, not through anything else other than just oh, we've been playing this game and learning and engaging with it on its level. Like yeah. it's really good level design. I mean, that was gonna be. Uh, I thought I was gonna. That was gonna be my first nitpick with the game, um, because Bloodborne and Dark Souls, they do such a good job of making you like. I could draw you a map right. of the entire Bloodborne map right now, because it <laughs> it will forever you live. Know. Yeah, it's etched in. Because I've traversed those areas and died so many times in them. This game is already doing that for me. This game I thought wasn't gonna be that way because of the death mechanic and because of the dragon rot. I thought right. like, okay, well I'm actually gonna be dying a lot less than I thought. No. Um that's <laughs> A not true. And B, um uh I think this game might be the biggest from game so far. Interesting. Especially if you're thinking about it vertically and yeah. horizontally. There's just a lot more space to utilize. It, yeah. But I think that like I am now like I have memorized so much of the map, but maybe it's just because I'm early on in the game, there are still areas where I'm thinking like the Ashina Castle outskirts. Do I really? Like, I know I, it all. I just found a yeah. new Buddha today. Oh right. That I was like, you. How did you miss it before? How did I miss this Buddha? There's a bunch of that. Yeah. Um. So that that there's a lot of that going on. I love the yeah. I love the geography and the sense of space in this game. I, yeah. I wanted to talk. I want to. You were talking about like lore stuff. Mm-hmm. 
I'm new to these games. Perfect. I'm familiar with the way that the lore is usually doled out, which is like... You have naturally segued us into story, right. which is exactly where we are right now. We're in the story section of, the, of the talk, and I'm, I'm psyched about it. In like Dark Souls, to my understanding, yeah. like all the lore is in like item descriptions and stuff, or like it gets packed away. Like, not all of it, but like there's so much of it that's always being hinted at. Yeah. I didn't... I've heard about that, but I haven't experienced it firsthand until this game... I go to get an item. This is we're gonna get into light spoiler territory here. Yeah. I pick up an item called Robert's Firecrackers. Yes. <laughs> and I'm Oh It said it's called Robert's Firecrackers. You, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna get there. You just blew yeah. my fucking Yeah, mind. so I specifically I think I texted a friend or in a group chat I was like, I just picked up an item called Robert's Firecrackers <laughs> in a game about feudal Japan. I it's the goofiest thing to me. Yeah. And then when you read the description, it's like Little Robert's fire. These firecrackers used to belong to Little Robert. He and his dad came to Japan in search of some mystical water, and you're like, okay, <laughs> this is like insane. Why does why does this throwaway item need that much detail? Yes, I like didn't understand. I thought it was stupid, but in a, right. in a way that I was like, it's fun. I'm having fun. Yeah, and you use that item to get an upgrade, and then it's gone. You don't have to deal with it. But yeah, I couldn't get Robert's firecrackers in my head. <laughs> it's so funny. That's so and, awesome. But later, it rewards you big time. Later, yeah. I, so you've gotten to this boss. Yes. Okay. I, it's so funny because, you, you, dude, if you knew the a note I had down here to to talk about to bring. Okay, cool. But don't no, go go with what you're gonna say. You tell I, me in a second. Yeah, yeah it's, it is what you're about to say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you get to this boss who is like a, more of a medieval knight. He he's wearing yeah. armor that's more European. He's out of place. Yes, he's yeah. out of place. Yeah. And it's a tough boss, and you fight him, and. He's talking. He keeps his dialogue. Does he speak English? Yes. Well, not in. Uh, it's he's still speaking Japanese, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I I keep switching them back. Uh, on, which we'll, I'll talk about. Later. I have I've stayed only Japanese. Okay. But I because from uh, famously has great English VO. Really? Yes. Like oh. oh my god! Like like Dark Souls and Bloodborne, some of the best VO I've ever I wanna, heard. I want to get game. to that. Yeah. I want to finish this thought where you're fighting this boss. And he starts talking to you and he's like telling you he's looking, he's trying to help his son and he keeps mentioning his son, Robert. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, is this, is this the Robert from, this is the dad of Robert from Robert's Firecrackers. <laughs> is this the Robert of Robert's Firecrackers? <laughs> yeah. Is he speaking of Robert of Robert's Firecrackers? Gosh, I wish thing? you could do that mechanic in the game. You oh just my God. sheath your sword. Like, wait, wait, wait. Is you this Robert of Robert? I know your son. I have his firecracker. I, his, I turned him into a firecracker for my hand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, no, no. So, like, you fight him, and he starts talking. He's like, I'm here to find the rejuvenating waters for my son. And you're like, oh, my God. This is like a whole, there's, like, a whole story here, and it paid off. Me laughing at their dumb item description has paid off in a physical sense in the game. Yeah. And then not only that, but this rejuvenating water thing, without spoilers, that comes into play later. Yeah. Which, like, if that's... I'm sure you could have learned about it earlier, but if that's the first time you learn about it, and then it comes up, you're like, it's such a natural way of unveiling the information. I yeah. was losing my mind. That was so funny to me. It's so cool that you found that naturally because you actually just unlocked a part of it that I didn't know, <laughs> yeah. which was... Uh, well, I guess it's the Robert's Firecrackers connection thing, but here... Okay, so I died to the Armored Warrior so many times, yes. and the thing he says to you every time you die mm -hmm. is... In the saddest old man voice I've ever heard, he just says, my son will receive the waters. And he says it to you every yes, time you so die. you hear it over and over. And I've been walking around my house like a maniac just saying it to my dog. <laughs> my son will receive the waters. Because he's, I've heard it now so many times, but... My question, wait, does he not say Robert during... Oh, he says it when you kill, kill him. him. He says so Robert. It's like, so it's a reveal. He reaches out and then he 
he falls to, to his, his death, death saying Robert. Robert. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's so, that's so good. <laughs> now that being said, do we know what happened with Robert? I don't. Do, do you? No. That's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's clear to me that something has gone wrong on their. He, he was trying to find an immortality cure for his son. He yeah. was maybe sick, and something either went wrong. The kid wasn't there. So or, is he mad? Just mad now. I feel like he went mad. Like he lives on a crazy. bridge. Yes. Like so. Like clearly, clearly yeah. he's already failed. That's why a it's so hard to spoil this game. Yeah. And b it's it's it will these games will always be the Legend of Zelda one. 1980s were on the playground giving you <laughs> trading notes with each other because you can't really Google it what we good. just talked yeah. about. Like <laughs> until the game has been fully mined, like from a co- on a code level and like everything's been pulled out of it. Like we just won't ever like Bloodborne. I feel like we, it is now an empty well. Finally, after like, like five <laughs> years of it being out. Like that's why it's fun. I wanted to play one of these in the zeitgeist. I wanted to play one Right. And out. this is the yeah. first one I've gotten to do that with. Oh, cool. Yeah, because I didn't play uh, Dark Souls 3 when it came out. Well, um, we've got like a... I have like a Twitter friend group chat of just... It's just for video games. Yeah. And normally, we're talking about every game. Any <laughs> any game that's out. Right now, the only thing people are talking about is Sekiro. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, it's it's so fun to go through and discover like little stuff like that because the, the, the piece of lore we just had like a 10-minute dialogue on <laughs> is almost throw away yeah, the scope of the game. And yet, like, it serves a good purpose because once you learn about the rejuvenating waters. It's like yeah. Harry Potter level interesting of, like, <laughs> I want to talk... benchmark. <laughs> well, like, when I, when I think of lore, I typically think of Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. It's like, it's like, they did lore kind of right, where they made, like, little minutiae very interesting yeah. in their world they built. I mean, you could disagree. That's I just, totally I just don't fine. Care. Yeah, those are not my benchmarks for it, but I'm not disagreeing, I guess. I guess I... Okay, so I also... I'm usually speaking to people who don't game a ton. So, so that's like my lore game. benchmark yeah. is like, is like, Oh, it's like Harry Potter. Like when you figure out what that Tom Riddle is Voldemort, that's a huge moment. Right. right? So for me, that it's is like in Frasier. When you find out Niles is Frasier's <laughs> brother. Well, that's episode one. Uh, <laughs> no, but like when you find out the rejuvenating waters is actually the dragon's heritage. Right now we're spoiling, but yes, that's a big spoiler. Yeah. But is it because, Another thing that From does a lot, which I love that they do in this game and they'll probably continue to do, is they will give you a big term and then another big term and those two terms are actually the same thing and a lot of the characters don't know that. Oh, interesting. So you start to learn... The uh, Robert's dad, <laughs> the armored yeah. warrior, doesn't know that rejuvenating waters is actually Dragon's heritage. In fact, I just got to the memory where I found uh, our little lord talking to Emma, saying, "I now know that the Dragon's heritage is the rejuvenating waters, and actually, it's not specific to me. <laughs> like he just says right. it. He thinks he's like the divine hair, but it's just arbitrary. It's arbitrary. But if you miss that." Suddenly, you don't know that you don't know that either, right. and all the characters are confused. Like that's what's so fun about like the lore, quote unquote. It's of this almost game. like you, this. It's very generous to call it this, but it's almost like a detective game on top of everything else. Oh like, yeah, you're if if you want to put the work in, you're gonna get something out of it. It's yeah. neat. Uh, for sure. So uh, if we were gonna kind of do like a bird's eye overview of at least the first half of the game, story wise. Uh, it is about putting the pieces back together of what exactly happened and what exactly is going on in this world, right? Not unlike other From Software games. Right. You kind of wake up and you do it twice in the span of maybe 30 minutes. 
in the beginning of the game. Yeah. Um, uh, which I actually had a question about, and maybe I don't know if you're the the you can answer this, but in the very beginning of the game, when you wake up, yeah, and you're in that hole, what are you doing in that hole? Um, I don't have all that information. Okay. You, you've gone back to the hole, right? Yes. And have you gotten? You've gone through the. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. You go underground. You get, to, you get to go further through it. Yeah. Um. You your character has lost their memory to a degree, right? Has has he lost it at that point? Yeah, because when you wake up and you go see the Lord, he's at the the Lord. Sorry, not the Lord, but yeah, <laughs> we go see God, Lord, Lord Kuro. Yeah, um, is he's he specifically says like you don't remember or something like that. So I I understood it as some amnesia situation, but I don't know if that started when he fell in the hole or if like he knows. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. There's there's a war going on. I assume there was some sort of like transgression, and he was being held prisoner. He was being guarded, right, in the well. No, nah, I mean he just runs out. I mean you run out very easily uh, out so of. So I guess I guess yeah. it's just not a nobody knew he was there. I mean, we might find out later. So yeah. that, but that was a question I had would, because it's very. You would think the game should start from after you got your arm cut off, right? But it, it starts before, yeah. It does. It doesn't start there, mm-hmm. yeah, which is, to me, very interesting. Um, well, it's fun because it's also like why when you get back there, there's more to access because you didn't have the grappling hook yet. Like, yeah. It's cool. And it's also just adds this crazy element of creep to it where when you get back to the area you came from, there's a guy standing over it crying. And then <laughs> if you look down the hole, there's a guy standing where you woke up staring at your position did like, you talk to him uh the guy upstairs no the guy in the well no so if you i attacked him immediately well that's what i'm saying so i snuck down there yeah and i thought maybe he's an npc because it lets you talk to him mm-hmm. but he also has the health bar so i'm like i gotta fight him mm-hmm. but if you talk to him he doesn't speak to you you overhear so it's like a weird they should have just made it an eavesdropping mechanic oh what does he say he says uh is this where the i heard the wolf was here i wanted to fight him Oh, uh, uh, but he's disappointed me. He's not here, and then uh, you're behind him, and you hit him with yeah. your sword. Yeah, but yeah, very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess uh, yeah, it is revealed to you that your master is being held by a person who took him from you when you wake up after being your arm cut off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you meet the sculptor. Uh, he is an old shinobi. Mm-hmm. He's carving Buddhas. And he's an leaving them sculptor. all around the world. Well, there's an original sculptor too, right? He is that who did it? Because I found that to be very unsatisfying. Yeah. This old man has just left positioned no, Buddhas all my around. Underst- he mentions that he's not the the original sculptor. Got it. So I, I took that to mean those idols were left behind from someone else. The From dialogue is written so well and so particularly esoteric. Like when he asks, how long have I been out? He the, the answer is just a long time. <laughs> you actually find out it hasn't been that long. Like, yeah. because when you meet up with Lord Kuro yeah. again, he's still a boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, I don't think it has been as long as three years because when you go to Harada, that's like three years way previous yes. to when the game. Yeah. So that's also a weird started. thing is that that's a flashback, but you get your current loadout. Dude, <laughs> that part, that is so crazy. And have you finished that sequence? I haven't finished it yet. No, I'm on the drunken guy and I know you have to fight lady butterfly. Yeah. You're that. almost done with it. I yeah. mean, by, by that, I mean the hardest part is still ahead of you. Ahead of me. Yeah. Right. Which I'm, but I've, I've heard the lady butterfly boss fight is very fun and rewarding. It's and hard. It's hard. Yeah. But it's good. I loved it. Um, yeah. There's uh, I really think that there's something really compelling about, 
two characters give you that bell to go back to Harada State that have no bearing on the story whatsoever. Two different characters do? Well, it's like a combination of you meeting the wounded boy and then his crazy mom. Right. Right? And that's like, they don't matter. Like, No, they're just there to give you the bell. Yeah. Yeah. But which is like such a big part of this game. Is yeah. going back to that estate. It feels, and you could have missed it. I almost missed it. Yeah, like you I could totally missed I it. I didn't mean to go back, and then I saw that woman and talked to her. Like, yeah, and that's such a huge. Like, there's also like a weapon there that you need to like. Oh, that's the other interesting thing about this this level design is there are multiple paths, and there are tools on each path that help you with the other ones. Yeah. So like, if you want there, just to be blunt, there's an ogre, a chained ogre that you fight a little past the where you get the bell, mm-hmm. and a tool to help you destroy the ogre is this flame vent that you can only get in this flashback by using the bell. It's in the estate. So like you go on a completely different path, you get partway through, you get this weapon, you go back, you start the other path again, go back to the chained ogre and kill yeah. him. Like, it's teaching you in every moment to swallow your pride, leave a situation and come back later. Yeah. Which is hard to do because I've also heard a lot of people describing their experience with a Sekiro as just beating their head relentlessly against a wall, which you don't have to do. Like when I first uh, ran into Genshiro, like... I ended up going and fighting two other bosses, getting those prayer beads, and then like getting my vitality yeah, way a little stronger, stronger, so that I could uh, end up getting my ass kicked to buy him a lot more after that. I'm gonna pull up an Im- a screenshot from when I was fighting Genichiro, and uh, I was talking to some friends in a group chat. And this is hold on. All right, while you're doing that, I'm just going like, to uh, bullet through some of these other uh, story beats, which uh, I've got it, actually. You ready? Yeah, go for it. Here, so I I, <laughs> I tweeted to my friends, texted to my friends, geez, Louise, I will never beat this boss. <laughs> and that was at 7.29 p.m. Yeah. And then my friend said, you can do it. And then he types, uh, or they type, uh, have you gotten to the second phase yet? And as oh. as they're typing that, I am typing, laugh my ass off, I just beat him. At 7.32, that's three minutes after I said I will never beat this boss. Uh-huh. And as soon as I type that, I type, oh no, second phase, <laughs> question mark. <laughs> so That's I, the best. I think before that I had been fighting oh. him for uh, probably four hours. Yeah. Like not straight through, but like of cumulative time trying to beat this boss. And you you crush him and you feel so good. So great. And then the, it's almost it's almost like joke structure. Yeah. Like the game understands how you're feeling and mm-hmm. subverts that by saying, yeah. which it's shitty. It's like kind of like a bully, like you're not done with me yet. But I laughed because I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, it's amazing. And the secret with that boss is that he's actually not that much harder in his second phase. He's using yes. a lot of the, exactly the same moves. It's actually not bad. Yeah. Yeah. But he looks like... Souls games do this where they, they, they throw something at you that looks like a Godzilla well, monster. It's, it's all intimidation. Yeah, it's like, all intimidation. And it's such it's yeah. a very satisfying mind game because yeah. there are so many times in this game where I'm like, I just, this is impossible. Yep. Nobody could do this. I Even with the tools I've learned, even with the bosses I've done before, this right now is impossible. And then it clicks and you figure it out. Yep. And then you're like, oh my God, I'm a God. I'm the best. Yes, yeah. Famously in Bloodborne, there is a Lovecraftian-sized monster that you fight. <laughs> and there's one of them in particular that is just a pushover. But it might be the biggest in size. <laughs> and it's just one of those things where, yeah, all you have to do is just stand under its leg and hit it until it falls down. But it just looks like... And you're like thinking... You're like tricked into thinking it's going to be a hard It's going to be crazy. Yeah. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, we, uh, as far as I know in, in the plot of this game, um, yeah, that area that you, that you wake up in is kind of your hub world where you do upgrades and, and they give you some like light plot, uh, as you go, Uh, you can bring your, your little, uh, sculptor, some whiskey and some monkey whiskey (laughs) or whatever. He'll talk to you you or whatever. Yeah. If he's not sick. Um, but uh, and then you can get to the Harada Estates, and that's pretty much like where I kind of dropped off with the plot because oh, it picks up again after the fight you're on. Yeah, no, for sure, and like because there's a cutscene there. Yeah, there's a number of cutscenes that have happened, and just like random bosses that even in their uh, boss description, I'm like, oh, you're very important to the yes. plot of this. You're uh, you're on two bosses that are both followed up with significant story stuff. And also, like, it's funny because the story only coalesces after the fights you're on. Where yeah. you're like, oh, I see what the point of the game is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, without spoiling anything. But yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, how do you feel about the story as it is? Because I, I kind of like that there's more of it than there's ever been in a Soulsborne game. But also, there are these tangents, right? There is, like, still that weird crying giant in the right sen uh sen go uh ku temple where you like yeah Yeah. you can give him the white pinwheel we talked about over text well there's their their detail their texture to the story and like honestly i don't uh i'm not like super attached to the story my investment doesn't come from like who's gonna win the war or anything i i like my character and his bind of honor to his lord kuro but like Everything I like about the story is thematic, is, yeah. is the way the gameplay is complimenting it. Like stuff like guilting me for getting people sick and for having to answer for it's it doesn't work perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh the idea that like your character's immortal and he's uh like poisoning the world through his immortality. If you've gotten any of that, like Oh yeah. No, I mean it's like the idea the idea there is that the dragon rot uh if if you talk to Emma about this, she'll tell you it's something about the slow of the blood flow. Yes, like, okay, yeah. you got that. They yeah, already yeah. have it in them, but well, you dying. No, like... so the, the I think specifically it's if you have this ability to revive yourself, mm-hmm. you are drawing from uh, power in your blood, but you only have so much of it. And when you run out, you're still able to revive, but now that needs a new source. So mm. it's drawing from everyone else in the world, right? And so you are killing everyone by reviving, and now. This game has an in-game revive mechanic where you can actually like die and then press a button and you come back to life in the middle of a fight. And that makes sense in world because it means like you're not actually dying. But then you can also just die and load again. And that's kind of also implied to be like in canon, like you yeah. keep dying. Oh yeah, yeah. That that is in canon. Right. Yeah, so, because uh they they've already mined that out of the code that like you uh reviving yourself yeah. doesn't doesn't have any bearing on the dragon rot. It's only when you officially oh, read Ganji no, died. I know that. Yeah. So no, actually, that's like that. The way that mechanic works, I think, is if you die, you can you add to the mechanic uh, the dragon rot mm-hmm. in the world, and if you die after reviving, mm. that is exponentially increased. So the only downside to, oh. re- to reviving is that when you do finally die it's going to be even worse for them. Oh, shit. So there is like, that's like a, it takes a long time before that even starts to click, but. I mean, I, I don't know yeah. how you would find that out in game other than. Oh, I guess you wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, because that's, because I, yeah, th- what, the, what I just shared was something I just read online arbitrarily. Was it right. like, oh, like, yeah, no, it's just like you just, keep dying like i must have picked that up in like an interview that's crazy yeah Yeah. uh, 
Yeah, so it makes it worse if you second revive. So it's actually maybe in some cases better to hard die. Right. If, if you're like, if you're like, oh, I fucked that. Well, up that was bad. my thought. Like when I started, I'm like, yeah. I when why would I ever revive if it's gonna make things worse? And I'm yeah. like, oh, it doesn't do anything. So I was reviving all the time, and yeah. then you start to yeah. I think I'll still continue to revive every time just because I do. Too, there's yeah. like at this point now I've realized exactly how much I'm dying throughout this game. Like it's going to be endless. I have right now stored three dragon tears or whatever they are. Like, yeah, and I'm, it. and I'm just not using them at all because I'm like the people who have fallen sick. I'm like, unfortunately, like I don't need you right now. So right. Keep going. I used the first one when I wanted to finish a quest. That's yeah. It. Um, what were you talking about story and like, yeah, yeah like thematically, it's really cool that this is all about like there's there's a guilt element to it. There's uh, this idea of like death being so. I mean, I obviously that's in Dark Souls too, but like this game really is about death and the cost of it. Yeah, and I'm curious to see as I go on like how much more the gameplay will complement that because that's what right. I care about. Like the the conflict itself and this war, the setting. I love the setting. Yeah, on board, but like yeah. I like the game. I like the story because I like the gameplay. Yeah, and it's they go hand in hand very well. I think that and that um and this will transition nicely into our email section as we begin to wrap up this podcast. Yes, it is now uh, we're working go, on uh, two hours long, um which is uh, an email we got from uh, Handby the Undying, uh, <laughs> which is uh, <laughs> which is um where would you set the next Souls uh, Souls Borno game? <laughs> <laughs> Which I think, like, uh, for me, that's kind of the answer to your question is, like, or, like, not, it wasn't a question. It was just more like what you were saying, how, what you liked about the story was, like, I think it complements the setting very well, too. And, like, as I, as the plot prog- progresses, like, how does it, how, um, why, like, why that setting is the sure. question I'm asking. Because they, from, doesn't typically do, like, hard Japanese uh, also, I mean, first of all, aesthetics. You know, I think that aesthetic they it's it's desired in a game, and it's about to come back hard, especially with that uh, Ghost of Tsushima game. Dude, first of all, Neo came out last year. Yeah, there's uh, Ghost of, Sh- of Tsushima, Neo two, and Sekiro. Yeah, a lot of it's a Japan. trend, right? Like, but yeah. also it's gameplay related. It's it's they wanted to have a a, a new spin on that Souls gameplay where you get this extra mobility, the stealth stuff like that fits well with a Shinobi. Yeah. And it makes sense to have that gameplay in that setting. I think that probably influenced it more than a lot of other stuff. Yeah. I, 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 I think that specifically the historical period that the, the game takes place in also like really complements just the feel of what they were going for. Like it has to take place in a time that's old enough to yeah. where we think that there might've been, like I don't know, people believed more in magic way back in the day than they do now. You know, I see what you're saying. It's like the fantasy thing too, like how a lot of yeah fantasy takes place in medieval times or I, or some analog to medieval times. I love it. I'm I'm infinitely fascinated by like this. It's also on the cusp of uh like firepower, right? And like uh, yeah. Well, I want if you're asking where I want a setting. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, did you play Fallout seventy six? 76? Yeah. No. I played a lot of it. What? Yeah. Uh I, I like it are a lot. Are you depressed? No, I like I think that ga- I think people are stupid. I think that game's it everything you needed to know about that game was available to you before you bought it. It's funny Ronnie has ne- hasn't been on the show in a very long time, but yeah. I actually because PS Now has Fallout New Vegas. Oh, New Vegas is way better. So I've been playing Fallout New Vegas. He's going to be lately. so happy. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I don't like it so far. Really? Uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, Shooting in that game sucks, right? Yeah, I mean, the combat's not the strong point. The the strong point of that game is the writing and the choices. Okay. Yeah, like, that's what you should focus on. Hmm. There is... I haven't made it out of the first just, town, so. Oh, you haven't hit what makes that game great. And I don't yeah. mean, you should you should only play if you want to play, but yeah. to very quickly praise that game, there it is all built around a conflict that is building before you even get involved. You find out you are involved and how so. Mm. And you also find out you are in a unique position to fluidly manipulate how this final battle of the war is going to happen. Oh, great. And so there are like, I want to. I mean, I'm not going to say hundreds. That seems impossible. Yeah. But there are more ways than I have found, and I've only played through this game like once. But yeah. I've read about like a lot of options. There's any numerous ways to like ally with different groups and earn your influence and make enemies and then influence how it's going to end and choices at the end to like. Interesting. It's no other Fallout game approaches it this way. Interesting. Uh, and it's all built around like giving you this world and this one snapshot of time in a war, which is what Fallout should be about, if you yeah. ask me. Anyway. That's New Vegas. That's New Vegas. Yeah. 76 uh, has a lot of issues, but like also it's it's a cool idea in its own right. Like Everything that's bad about that game, or bad as people say, that was just people who got upset that it wasn't a Fallout game. And also, obviously, there's like a cash grab element to making an MMO Fallout. So yeah. I get the cynicism there. But I mean, if you know what the game is and you go, and it's actually great. Yeah. Um, flawed, sure. Sure. But my my thing is that game takes place in West Virginia, <laughs> and you have this really clever thing Fallout's done in the past, and maybe never better than in Fallout seventy six, which is take things from like um from Americana, like right. Either the wilderness or like pop, like not pop I love culture, this. Like urban legend I stuff. Love it, yeah. yeah. Pico Spill, like stuff like that. Right, and, right. T- and even like monsters, like Chupacabra, yeah. like anything oh, like sure. that, like yeah. turning them into these mutated creatures. Like you have rad roaches, you have yeah. uh, you have your gua- whatever the bears are. But like it's they're taking American frontier animals and American wilderness animals and turning them into radiation monsters, which is very potent because you're talking about like uh, nuclear war, which is right. built into American uh, bullshit. And also, yeah, the American zeitgeist. Yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. So taking away the mutation part of it fallout 76 uh all of the legendary monsters and enemies in this game are built on like urban legend folklore creatures like the mothman and stuff like that and obviously in this world those are still like they're mutants they're mutations yeah but i would love to see like a from game that dives deep into like the occult and the uh oh my god the, the urban legend like the, an like an the, Amer- the americana yeah. yeah like yeah. i want that like witchcraft and and the mothman and bigfoot like that sort of thing where because because like the, oh, Amer- cool. the american frontier like the wilderness like or just the midwest in general like any of that is very there's like a sinister aspect to it. yeah it's wide open expanses it's uh it's got a lot of history that has been like fucked with yeah uh, and like taken like there's there's a lot of dark shit brewing there and a lot of this rich american tapestry of like folklore and ideas and monsters That's so cool which i would love to see them tackle oh yeah i mean like even if they got into like even as as far into it as like american civil war era oh like, sure That'd how be, yeah like the way they could just deal with ghosts and stuff and that sort yeah. of oh that would be great i um this is kind of a cheat answer but i like you mentioned fallout and mm-hmm. i was just thinking like a post-apocalyptic from game 
where mm. they where they had like uh, I'm bored of that. <laughs> the rules, but like they could, like they could make up the rules in a way, like they, right. you know what I mean, like they weren't beholden to some sort of like socio, uh, like landscape, and right uh, for any particular time, that could be cool. But my first, uh, my first thought was just like, I don't, I, I haven't played Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I've never played an Assassin's Creed game. They don't interest me at all. I just, you know what I, you know what my thing is? I decided once um, there are too many games in the world to play, and I just started picking at random yeah. franchises I would never touch, and Assassin's <laughs> Creed was just one up. of them. Well, because it, they don't need me. They, there's too many fans. Sure. Yeah. I, oh man, I'm sure people people swear by a few of them, like the one where you have a pirate ship, or then Odyssey was supposed to be good. But yeah. Like, yeah, those are those are not for me. But I would love. Uh, the last two Assassin's Creed games tackled Egypt and ancient Greece. Oh, sure. And I would love for From to do either yeah, one of them. Yeah, yeah, Especially Egypt. I mean, geez, like what a creepy culture that potentially oh, Egypt's, is. Oh, Egypt's you know? a very good pick. Yeah. And then, well, you you played uh, play God of War. Yeah. With, uh, the newest one? Yeah, the newest one. Yeah. I famously didn't like it. Sorry. On this show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, that doesn't take away from the fact that, like, Norse mythology is really cool. Like, just so you know, it didn't get our game of the year. Okay, what did? Celeste. Okay. <laughs> you were ready to uh, hate that. No, I, I like Celeste. No, it's great. That's cool. Yeah. What was your game of the year last year? I don't know. What would it, what, what came out? What was <laughs> what was on there? Smash Ultimate. I mean, that's too easy. We were we we somebody vetoed that immediately, and I thought it was very funny. I mean, we I, all had veto powers, so we could just knock <laughs> some out. So like Red Dead Two and no. and Smash got vetoed. No, Red Dead's not my answer. Um, I liked Red Dead a lot. Yeah. Uh, oh, I want an answer. Um, I'll say Celeste. Sure. <laughs> what did you play? What did you play the most of? I don't remember. I don't remember yeah. like I, specifically what came out that year. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna disappoint you by like thinking too hard and not coming up with anything. I mean, I loved, I loved Smash Bros. I loved. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think our our top five was God of War, Red Dead, Spider Man, Smash Ultimate, and Celeste. Yeah, let me yeah. hold on. You're just gonna into, cut, you're gonna in, cut this out. I'm gonna come. Yeah, gonna, into the breach was a game that that might be my pick. That yeah. uh, we almost all didn't play until 2019, and then we all went fuck. That should have been in our top five. I mean, that was so good. Also. No one but me played Dead Cells, so that couldn't play Dead that Cells. couldn't be in our top five. But I really thought like, fuck, this game should should be in the top five. Dead Cells is really good. I didn't love it as much as everyone else did. I played Hollow Knight for the first time that year. That was really good. Yeah, but that was a that that is such a 2017. Yeah, game. I know, I know. But that was I put more time into that I think than anything else. Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight was good. Are you excited about uh? Yeah the the new one. Silk the, the silk. Spectre, or the, Silk Spectre. the Silk Spectre. I can't. I made a list on Twitter of like games I liked that year. I didn't pick like a best of 2018. Yeah, but it's if best I, if personally to not rank them. But yeah, for the, for the purposes of this show, I we decided to it. make yeah. it a game where we like we could all veto in an episode in a round and like. Right. So you, you like sometimes you saved your vetoes to screw up somebody That's else's a lot of fun. thing. Yeah, it was fun. So Celeste was our pick, but it was a pick out Here, of Google, like Google best games of 2018. Let me just take a <laughs> okay, look. Okay, let's do it. I yeah. just I just want my I want to remember. And I'm sorry I'm wasting time doing this. <laughs> hey, I love wasting time. I started this podcast. Hell yeah, brother. Okay, best games of 2018. You got your Monster Hunter World. You got your Red Dead Redemption. Okay, yeah. Celeste. 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 
Right uh, off the bat, Into the Breach might be my pick, but keep going. Forza Horizon. I mean, Smash Bros. for sure. Dragon Ball Fighter Z, which was... Uh, uh, have you played that? Yeah, a little I bit. Love I love it. the way that game looks, but I'm bad at it. I okay. haven't played this in VR yet, but I love it not in VR. Return of the Obra Dinn was a game that I, I still haven't touched. Cause I haven't I, touched either. I know it's... I know I'm going to love it. Yes. So, like, Papers, Please is one of my favorite games. Yeah. Uh, and this is, like, also, speaking of Lovecraftian. Oh, is it? Incredibly, well, I don't, I don't know, know much, element. but, yeah. Um, oh, oh, go sea back a little Thieves bit. Sea of Thieves came out last year. Dude, Sea of Thieves is so good. That's another one that people are like. You like all these failed, at, like, online-only games. Let me defend Sea of Thieves, okay? Okay. I also, I'm also not really an online gamer, so this is rare Never touched me. it. Love rare. Yeah, I mean, I love rare. This isn't rare anymore. This is like rare too. I, I don't, I don't count them as the same rare. But there's no Banjo Kazooie uh, Easter eggs in this game. No, there are not. Sea of Thieves. Frostpunk was supposed to be very good. Everyone loved Donut County. Donut County was great. Okay, Sea of Thieves is, it's so cool. It's it's all analog. Like you're you're steering a ship together cooperatively. The game itself, like as far as things to do. People are right. It's pretty shallow, and they've added a lot more since then. Yeah. So great. Now you have more to do. That's not even like. I don't care. Like just the just in terms of like the mechanics of operating a boat together and like getting into battles with other people and running across people on a server and like yeah. having your buddies like go go with the mast. Uh, wait, yeah. we're gonna hang right. Oh shit, we're, we're patch up the holes in the bait like in the underneath the ship. Like whatever. That's so it's so fun. I'm not an online gamer. It, very so often, it, but, like, it worked though. You it, like the all of that the promise. Works. Yeah. Worked? Okay. I loved it. Because uh, all I was hearing was just like repetitive and not enough people in a game. I think if you're playing it by yourself and yeah. you, I don't know, I, I can see I can see why people wouldn't have a good time, but my, my big thing is I think that game just shouldn't have had that high of a profile. Sure. I think it's a smaller game and people were treating it like it was some but huge But Microsoft game. put all of their That's, weight they of They messed their, up. Yeah. yeah like, but, you know, I it makes me think of like how many going. how many games, oh, Fallout 76, that might be your game of the year. That's not my game of the year. Uh, <laughs> probably it's not Spyro again. No. <laughs> it's probably not Beat Saber. Minute was cool. I liked that. I haven't, haven't touched it. I, I was talking before you got here about my Switch anxiety I've been having. Oh boy, what is that? Anytime I turn on my Switch, I have a panic attack. Because <laughs> there's too many games on there I've bought and oh. I have no time for. Mega Man 11 was also very Mega good. Mega Man 11 was great. Not the Messenger was on my is on my top five. I liked it. I didn't finish it. I finished it. You know hard. what I loved way more than The Messenger? Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. That's short. Yeah. That's really short. I love a short game. Uh, Messenger is both eight bit and sixteen bit. Yeah, I know. I love. I like that. I didn't and get to, the I music didn't get to is the music part. is much better. Bloodstained's very good though. Mario Tennis Aces is that your game of the year? Was one of my favorite games last year. I didn't. I haven't played it yet. It's so. I mean, it's so good. It's so. It's like a fighting game, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. All right. That's. I I've heard know. Grease is good. Grease is good. Grease, Grease. I don't Gre- know. I Grease. Liked it. I've heard. Uh, I'll probably never play this. Guacamelee too. Uh, I like Soul Calibur games. Okay. Looking at this list, nothing, I've heard, nothing's like jumping out at me. I guess I had to go Smash Bros. And, I had such a good time with God of War. I had such a good time with Spider Man, and I had such a good time with Celeste. Those are my those are my big three, and then of course like Into the Breach and right. Dead Cells. I liked Red Dead too. I, I did not I play wish, that until 2019. So. Oh, I gotcha. I wish yeah. Red Dead was a little more open ended. It's not very. I don't know. I but, wish other games would stop coming out at such a high frequency, so I could <laughs> jump in it. Because and this right. is another, this is another by the way Monster Hunter is another franchise where I'm like oh I tr- I've tried three times to get into I Monster might Hunter. just never do it 
I've paid for it a few times. Yeah. It's, it's cool. I just think uh, maybe maybe I don't get it. Maybe I'm not good at it. So the last thing I want to bring up before we close out this beautiful episode, thank you so much, Alec Robbins, oh, for sticking with us to the end. Yes, we handshaked. Yes. Uh, you can't hear it on mic, but know it happened. We described it. In Bloodborne. Okay. In the DLC, The yeah. Old Hunters. Okay. You get to a point where okay. you're going through a dungeon. Um, Love it. You can see inside of a jail cell okay there is a character an npc copy that and they have gone mad they've gone mad and they are by the wall and they're just repeatedly smashing their head against i think you told me this before keep going though if you find the key to get in this room you can stealth kill this person correct cool and it's revealed that his name is yamamura and you can get his set which is his like armor set right right he, the description of his armor set says that he came from a land far, far away to the east and traveled into your area, He's right? from Dark Souls. No. What? He's from Sekiro. Oh. So the idea here that people were predicting is that they were going to make a Tenshu game because he was supposed to be, quote unquote, the Easter egg. The only thing that did not belong in this world right. was Yamamura because he came, he traveled from the east. Much like in Dark Souls, there was a very Dickensian-like character who traveled from a different time to come into Dark Souls. Oh, this Dark is cool. Souls. I didn't know any of this. So my challenge to you, Alec, and to the listeners out there, is be on the lookout for anything that doesn't belong in Sekiro. Robert's firecrackers. I don't think it would be that because, <laughs> first of all, that is a non-optional no, I know, I know, boss, I know. but also uh, that is a Dark Souls. Like He feels like from Dark Souls. Kind of. <laughs> I don't think they would go back there, but gotcha. look, be on the lookout for anything that might be unusual to the aesthetic of what you're looking at. Okay. And it might be in DLC, Yeah. but uh, the Yamamura thing, I laughed at. I thought, they're not going to make a Tenshu game. <laughs> Little did I know they made the best Tenshu game ever made. Uh, so uh, on that note, we're going to head out. We've had Michael Hearn on the show. We've had Michael McCaller. We've had Alec Robbins, and uh, we've had me. Uh, you guys have a great, uh, I guess, what would this be? Monday morning drive. <laughs> Monday morning drive. Monday morning drive. You're listening to Video video Games, the comedy show. <laughs> video Games, the comedy the show. The comedy show. There's one comedy show, Your and it's comedy video show games. For video game lovers. Ooh, one up. <laughs>